All right. Uh, how about we do another episode of the Breckening Podcast? Uh, I'm Brian Breckenridge. Today in front of me is uh, Mr. Joe Tacky. Is it Tacky? Yeah, it is Tacky. Yeah. You, you read it. It looks like it's a and tacky. You, you may have said it before. I've always called you Joe. Now I'll never say Joe Tacky. You read it. There's no Y at the end. There's an E. And so it's nice to just clarify all that. Uh, the Y is, uh, wait, it's not, it's not silent. It's invisible. It's invis- yeah. Yeah. Which is extra silent. <laughs> so you are, uh, I was going to read off your like Facebook <laughs> bio just because there's, there's many things there. Uh, father, husband. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares about that? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, you have a new baby and all that. Uh, yeah, congratulations. Fine. That's you. fine. But she's not here. Who cares? But, uh, you're a musician, uh, sound engineer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I do that. Uh, animator as well. I do that. So yeah. artist technically, but yeah. animator sounds like you have a skill. It's so sort we'll of. Stick with, <laughs> stick with animator amongst many skills. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I, I artist, musician. Uh, I think I also have tinkerer. Tinkerer. Yes. <laughs> Which means, uh, you saw that tape machine in my garage that's completely disassembled and oh, okay. I, I have no idea how to put it back together. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> you don't, you take shit apart like a meth head, but you don't do meth. So you don't, you know enough to be like, I can't put this back together. What am I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. No, I have a kind of a passing understanding of electronics. I'm more, I'm better with like mechanical stuff. I know oh, enough okay. electronics to keep a studio running and uh, that's about it. Oh, okay. If I get in real trouble, I've got two guys I farm work out to. <laughs> oh, that's so. good. So, uh, in you, uh, so you're in how we've met, we probably met through our friend Ian. Who? No, I well, think not. I think we actually met through the Funky Town podcast. That makes sense because yeah. I went and did that at Jeff's house. Wait, no, no. you did it over here. At Was my it house. here? I think so. Okay, at like least a back. The, there's a back room. Yeah, there's a back bedroom over there. That's okay, where my studio was. Where that's okay. I thought I was at Jeff's house. For, I guess I didn't know whose house I was at. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, it was my house. I figure by default because Jeff's older, I was at his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, we recorded the Funky Town podcast over here for a long okay. time. Um, it just was more convenient. I was um, helping out doing the sound and stuff, and. Um, I don't know, like another voice on the podcast, okay. but um, I had all my, you know, my recording studio. It was mostly it's a mixing room, really. It's not like a studio, but oh, you okay. could fit about six people in there pretty uncomfortably. So we would okay um, record most of those there. Okay, and possibly like like a band and. Yeah. Or in my case, one guy. Yeah, usually. Like, I always preferred the one guy. I was way. I was to really setup. shocked. You're just like, and now we play a clip of your stand up, and I was just like. A clip? Where the fuck did you get a clip? I go, oh yeah, I do have a couple of clips on YouTube. I yeah. don't. I, I publish for some dumbass reason. Still, anytime I see somebody with a spiderweb tattoo on their elbow, I'm like, that dude did meth. That's the best <laughs> part of stand-up is seeing the thing and, and like something we all see and then applying a certain uh, characteristic to that I've, I've come very close to like just sending you pictures of random dudes with <laughs> spiderweb tattoos but the thing that you don't talk about in that joke is that people with sta- uh, spiderweb tattoos on their elbows almost certainly will kick your ass for taking a picture of them oh yeah oh yeah like you universally better, you better take that flash off and <laughs> put your phone on silent so they don't hear the click otherwise you got to play it off as Oh, I, I, you know, don't even acknowledge them and look at your phone. Uh, like, like you took a screen cap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they can be either one. And then you, you can play it off as a screen cap if you don't silent your phone. Because with my job of just hanging out in gas stations a lot and taking 
like taking a photo of just some weird i saw like a kenny powers looking motherfucker i'll show you the pictures <laughs> later on and i had to send it send it to, i sent it to anthony and a couple other people just literally like he had these crazy ass white guy dreadlocks mustache glasses a, a tank top which is like a flat a, literally an eagle an american flag and i couldn't get the best picture but i got like three so someone i could send it to would be like i'm like look at this kenny powers looking motherfucker without and, without a trace of irony yes just... but i also made sure click it off flash is usually off. yeah because <laughs> if you can play off the noise but if the flash comes up there, someone yeah. knows you just took a picture of them and then you're in an awkward <laughs> awkward swamp of shit of just kind of like oh oh i didn't mean to and you have to run just yeah, run just run just <laughs> fail yeah she's it but uh so yeah, the Funky Town. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's where we met. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, fast friends after that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a shirt and then with your face you're on. One of the, and then quickly you're like, yeah. And that was still a shock. <laughs> I literally walk into our show. Yeah. Was, and then one of the and you have been one of the rare musicians that one like you know likes comedy. You immediately became friends, and you've listened to me and were able to figure out how comedy and music can be executed on the same show. Yeah. It has to be done correctly, delicately. It, it's not that hard. No, it, I mean, it also needs to be the right band, the right crowd. Cause it, it's, I've been approached it, by musicians and a lot of times like we're playing Joe Bob's pub for three hours. Do you want to come do stand up in the middle of during our break? I go, you mean the break that the crowd gets from you, the musicians? You want me to go up there and somehow miraculously keep their attention yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and go up there and eat shit. And I, I say that because I've done that before. Right. Well, you and I have talked about it kind of yeah. um, quite a bit. And it's, I mean, the formula that seems to work. I mean, not to, I don't know, give away our trade secrets, but. It's not a secret. I also, I mean, I've talked to other comics that other places and I'm like, yeah. how is it done well for you? Yeah. Having, having the comic open is a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, you know, have like if it's I don't know having a comic I think in the middle of a like one of those kind of grindy gigs where you're just playing two hours of fucking other people's music. Yeah, I don't think that's the right fit for it either. But because even the crowd, they might be there to see you. They might be there just because they go there, and you're just like, okay, that's happening, and they could give a shit or yeah. be into it. You're fighting that malaise. Yeah. So at least like a, a proper show with three or four bands. And people go to see those bands, and they're excited to be perf- to watch yeah. a performance. You're like, okay, I got their attention, because that's also what you have at a comedy club. Right. People go there for something, and you're not back. You're not just a live human being jukebox, yeah. Like at Joe Bob's. When it's um, all the other, the other obvious or you know, erroneously obvious kind of idea would be like, oh, we'll have you do five minutes while we're setting up, you know, before the before we play. Or the <laughs> do stand up while we're breaking down equipment. Yeah, and go, exactly. Like, yeah. Come. When, when the audience goes to smoke a cigarette, go to the bathroom, order, get new drinks, and kind of disperses for a moment before they come back. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. I would love that punishment. And please. you're literally being upstaged. Yeah. Like, by the, the classical definition, there's somebody And then people upstaged moving equipment you. behind you, yeah. someone setting up uh, like a symbol, and that, that literally making some kind of noise. Yeah. And, oh, I just, I wish. I, I'm able to. I'm quicker at shooting down musicians yeah. that suggest that. And I'm just like, do you see, I know you think you're doing, you think this is something cool, but do you realize how awful it is for me? Yeah. 
how much are you going to pay me to do? Because <laughs> I'm just going to Oh, get you're not shit. getting paid? So me, why would you ask me to do this? <laughs> or they're getting paid a hundred bucks or something. And I'm just like, yeah. what? I've only done that a couple of times. One, because I, didn't, I don't, didn't know any better at the time. But also, also just to have something to do. Yeah. And maybe be like, all right, buy me a couple of drinks. And right. uh, if you can at least make an announcement and... Yeah, that's why I usually say no. But like with what we've done, mm-hmm. I'm just like if you can be, if you can go up there and tell them I'm coming up, and then like y'all y'all get ready to play, I'll come up, and then bring y'all I'll get done, bring y'all back up. Hey, guess what? It was just like a fun little interlude before. Yeah, well, and I think I mean you, know. you tailored your set to the local music thing. Yeah. you weren't necessarily telling like you know jokes that were you know you were telling telling relatable, you know, uh, appropriate to the event jokes. I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know we we introduced you so that you know that airs you know like lends a little credibility to yeah like hey tr- you know we're you like us so trust us this dude's also yeah. cool um, yeah and then you introduced us it ties it all back together we're fucking geniuses that's really and all, all, there is all you to had it. to do all you all we had to do was hear each other out and be like oh that sounds cool let's do that yeah and and like, also I, my name's on the flyer and I'm just like yeah. I feel apart I want I want you to do comedy at the show okay here's here's how we can make it work okay yeah we did. When it happens, it's great. It shouldn't always be a thing because it's hard to do. But you know, music's got its place, comedy's got its place. But sure. when it happens, it's a great goddamn time. Yeah. And that was like a great fucking show. I still I saw that flyer the other night, and I was like, yeah, it was a good yeah, show. It was. It's a it's a pretty cool flyer. Yeah, that was uh, fun. So so mean motor scooter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. How'd that come together? That that is like kind of um well so uh, it's um kind of a, I don't know, like a well-trodden story or whatever, but basically, um, kind of the, the nuts and bolts is, uh, Sammy and Chase, or Jeff, as most of you know him, um, they had a band called Endless Sky that was kind of like a, I think a moody acoustic sort of thing. Jeff played drums, um, Sammy played acoustic guitar and sang. Mm. Um, it was really just kind of angsty, like early 20s kind of, um, kind of music, and it you know, it was fun or whatever. Well, it they, sounds like it should have been a, a very hard screamo band, especially with that name. But. Yeah, I don't, I can't remember. I mean, I'm, sh- I don't know that when you said acoustic. Of, I'm just like ah, so they yeah. Well, and it's, that name comes from a strain of weed. Oh, okay. um, but um, yeah. So they they got put on the uh, same compilation as I was in a band called Spookeasy in Dallas. Um, we all got put on the same compilation together, and so Jeff came out to like the showcase show for the. Um, that compilation, which I had another band that I'd recorded was on that as well. Uh, My wooden leg. And so, um, it was kind of, and Hanna Barbarians were out there too. Anyway, so Jeff came out and we just kind of became friends and stayed in touch. And then, um, when I left Spookeasy, I was looking for another project. So, or I was trying to fill out my recording calendar. So I hit up Jeff. I was like, Hey, is in this guy, you know, looking to record? He's like, well, kind of, but we're also looking for a bass player. And so I went and jammed with them and, mm. I like the tunes, and so that's kind of how it came came to be. And then, um, yeah, we were playing with some kind of like old endless sky tunes that were and they were cool, but you know, not they're not that great. But then Sammy busted out a couple of like what would later become me motor scooter songs. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, we can work with this. And so then that's kind of kind of where it went. And for anyone listening that's not familiar, me motor scooter, I would say is like what do you, I'm kind of blanking on the. Not, maybe a little surf punkish, a little surfy, a little garagey. There, like we surf get, garage punk. Yeah, maybe, probably um, the best. Yeah, I think that would be accurate. I we, think the MySpace three genre thing, I think, was the best way. 
Like yeah. any more, you're you're losing attention probably. MySpace, you put three genres. I think that should give. So surf garage punk. Yeah, I, I think, think um, somewhere, and it's it's been a while since we've kind of tailored any other of our. I don't know, media shit. But um, I think somewhere out there we've got like, or it was probably a poll quote from um, the Weekly or something. It was like kind of kind of surfy, kind of fuzzy garage rock. That was, I felt kind of... For me, garage implies fuzz. Right, yeah, you <laughs> think. <laughs> like even that for a little bit, just like fuzz. I'm just kind of like, I get it. Your lo-fi garage ads. You, you cover up tight playing with the, this reverb fuzzy sound. I get it. I've seen... I've, I've been to shows. I get it. I wish I could. I wish I could remember, but it was. Um, it's it's like stoner metal, but like what, you know how they cover up. But yeah, <laughs> how punk slower. covers up. Fuzzy. I'm just like I get it. Yeah, I get it. You're fuzzy. No, um, I think it was Jason Lee. You're not the Bronx. Um, I get it. I had a, one of our first weekly articles. He he wrote something um, to the effect of. I'm, this is not an exact quote, but something like "Me Motor Scooter" sounds like. Um, Riding in an old Trans Am, reeking to the headliner of Skunk Weed, or something okay. like that, which I just, like, it kind of warmed my heart a little bit. Okay. I've always been a sucker for old Trans Am <laughs> Skunk Weed. So. <laughs> yeah, and if Fu Man choose not like what you want to bang yeah, exactly. out at the moment. Like, oh my god, I've been listening to so much fucking Fu Manchu lately. Oh really? Oh yeah, oh, um, dude, they're fucking rad. <laughs> yeah, if, um, King of the Road's still my favorite, but mm. I've been like really diving into action as go lately i never checked them out but that's some uh that's some old chaos just yeah like, oh yeah that's uh <laughs> that's some just like if i don't want something too fast and riffy i'm just like i'll get some fu manchu yeah hell yeah just like fu manchu and scenic routes i don't that's, know scenic uh, routes no i'm not like, literally oh, thinking oh, oh, a scenic literally route, a scenic <laughs> like, route. <laughs> i'm gonna go home but I'm playing Fu Manchu. Well, I'll tell you, I don't need to. I don't need the highway right now. I um, I tried really hard to get into Fu Manchu a couple like five years ago, and I listened to it. I was like, I don't know, just not for me. And then one day, I don't know, a couple a couple years later, I'm a little stoned driving down the road or whatever, and I um, I was like, ah, gotta try it again. So I put on <laughs> put on King of the Road, and I was working on like a pretty um big local stoner rock band. So I was like, I'll do some research. I put it on. I'm like, oh, this, is, this is cool. I kind of get it, you know. And then I was like, I just reached over and just cranked the radio all the way up. And I was like, oh fuck, I get it, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I was like, oh, and I'm stoned. Oh, I, okay, it's, yeah, it's all clicking. Yeah, it's it a, all like all came together. Uh, I was like, oh man, it was such an aha moment. <laughs> cannabinoids. Oh, that's what they're there. Oh, and it's got to be so loud. It's the gotta crunchy be, ribs. <laughs> it's got to be so loud, dude. That was the trick. But, uh, yeah, ever since I've just been totally smitten ever since. Oh hell yeah! Uh, so when uh, when was Rebecca introduced on on keys um, keyboards? I think it was about three years, and we were you know doing pretty good, and we'd already had kind of like a label deal and stuff. Oh. But Sammy had always wanted like a fourth member to kind of round it out, and we weren't sure if that was gonna be. I mean, we literally like talked about adding another guitar player. It just kind of seems obvious or whatever. We were talking about doing two drummers at one point. Um, oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Well, luckily, we, we dodged the bullet with that one. We did go so far. We tried a good buddy. Sure, sound that. guys kill over here. Well, and that was kind of my thing. It's like, guys, like practicality. Like, is this gonna work? But anyway, we tried out a drummer buddy of ours who's he's a very talented drummer. Um, but it's just like I was like, this, this ain't gonna work, mm-hmm. man. It's just from you know, it's it's, it's too much. 
Um, but then, so he's like, I don't know, maybe we find a keys player. And I was like, well, shit, I'm in iHappyAm. Rebecca plays keys. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get her. And she was already like a really big fan of the band. So she um, jumped right on the opportunity and she mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. We'd already recorded that entire Hindu flying machine record was done pretty much mixed when she joined the band so we brought her back in and recorded all of her parts on top of oh okay basically an already finished record okay so yeah that's nice but Uh, yeah so but you were you've been recording how long so but you've been like recording bands yeah for like before being motor scooter oh yeah 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 for like 12 years or so okay i've worked at um a couple of like um or worked Worked out of a couple of bigger studios around town. I was working out of the track in Plano for a while. Okay. Saint, not when I was there, but St. Vincent. I think she cut um, some of her mm. early stuff there with John Congleton. Um, and then no, no other real claims to fame, but it was a very fancy studio. Okay. And I worked out of a couple others. I interned at um, Robbie Baxter's place, Red Star in um, Arlington, which he's moved now. Oh, okay. studio. I don't know if that studio is still going, but... Um, yeah, I just you know been doing that since. Studios are very hidden locales, kind of like you don't. You, yeah. you could walk by like a music studio for years, and then someone's just kind of like they, they invite you or something. You're like, that was a music studio this entire fucking time. Yeah, you've. I mean, you've been to Cloudland. That's like, yeah. like oh, is this an AC supply house? Oh, yeah. You open the door. <laughs> like, I guess if a place has like a big enough room, they're not using. Yeah. Uh, I guess it can be outfitted, you know, with the, with the soundproofing well, and, and everything. It can part it can of be it a, is too. I mean, I've got several hundred thousand dollars worth of gear in there that I don't want to just like have a giant neon sign. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Tr- oh man, that makes yeah, that makes all the sense. Saying in the world. That, yeah. Here, valuable shit here. Sometimes people aren't here. Valuable shit here. It's like a like pro rehearsal in Dallas. Where my buddies uh, hang out. Like, like that's like twenty four seven. They got uh, yeah cameras and shit so anything goes down they can at yeah, least we have refer back to the tape cameras and alarms and all that stuff too yeah. but yeah i never never even never even crossed my mind the the monetary value of all the yeah. equipment well and i won't i mean I, those those who know know but like nile city has probably i don't know pro- probably just a guess i'm not for sure between one and two million dollars worth mm. of equipment in there yeah and I promise anybody listening to this podcast that lives in or around Fort Worth has walked within five feet of Nile City. Wow. I'll tell you where it is off the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know already. I don't want to blow their spot up either. And Although they also have cameras and alarm and all that good stuff too. Oh, yeah. So. I bet. Damn, just because uh, it's like that, that, you know, that's where the magic happens and everything. Uh, it's like I just don't think that. For the longest time, and everything about like, where was this shit recorded at? Ah, oh, whatever. It's, it's on a CD now. Who cares? Yeah. Like, but no, no, these places exist. Yeah, absolutely. It's a do. whole. I can only, just, I can only imagine like how, you know, maybe like how tedious it could be as well. Just like, no, cut. You know, like, oh, I fucked up. I gotta, I gotta cut again. Just like, yeah. it ain't sexy. I it's, can only imagine it it's ain't. It's not. Sexy. It's you know, it's it, it has its fun, it has its charm. But we do. I mean, I record pretty much everybody to two inch tape. Um, you have to make like a real, real, really strong case for me to record you just ex- exclusively digitally. Mm. Um, and there's some something fun about that that you know a lot of the musicians get a little intimidated because they think it's like, oh my god, you know, I have to get it perfect. It's like, well, I mean, eventually you do. <laughs> you don't have to get it perfect the first time for the recording. Yeah, you can play like shit the rest, of, you know, live yeah. all you want. Yeah, and we can. You know, nobody can, knows. I don't know, and I've seen a shit ton of bands. You really have to fuck up for me to. 
Now, the older I get, the more I'm in tune to that. But yeah. also, I know nothing. I know dick about music, so right. you fuck up. Sure. You really have to like I don't know like you know yeah. sound very unlike music. Yeah, I mean, in, in I can promise, unless the musician is like just completely just blackout fucked up. Like, if they don't notice they messed up, like, nobody else in the audience is going to notice that they like, messed oh, up. Oh, fuck that. Okay, no, I'm just going to get nail these next few chords. Yeah. And it just, no it goes, the, the live thing, it goes so fast. The recording's different because yeah. you can kind of, you hear it over and over again and you can, you know, pick it apart. But, um, yeah, live, nobody cares. Nobody notices. You have to really train wreck yeah. something for... You have to knock over. You have to, like, literally, you have to break a string and just be like, fuck. Yeah. And, oh, I've seen people break strings and keep going. That's fine. Sammy does it all the time. Um, yeah, he'd break a string and keep going. Like, if, and for me, the as the untrained ear, if you break one of those strings, I can't. I couldn't tell you what I'm not, what I'm missing. Yeah, there be times where, like, I will, you know, he'll break a string playing, and I won't even notice it until like a while in, you know, and he'll stop and change it after that song. But I'll be like, oh yeah, it's crazy you broke the string in the the second chorus of the song. He's like, dude, I broke the string on the intro of the song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, good on you. Well played. Can we get some more beers up here? Yes, <laughs> yeah, so it's fun. I have had the opportunity, speaking of broken guitar strings, I was able, uh, I did stand-up. So I was seeing, uh, so I was seeing a couple bands, uh, Mutoid Man, mm-hmm. which, oh, uh, yeah, which has Stephen Brodsky of Cave In and mm-hmm. the drummer of Converge, yeah. just playing fucking ripping rock and roll metal. And uh, opening for them was Helms Ali, bands out of Seattle and they play it's like a uh, spacey thumping kind of neurosis kind of sounding okay. it's badass it's really badass yeah. and they literally they played a song like during that set where I could my hair was standing up because the, the <laughs> bass the just the sheer vibration of everything I was just like good god <laughs> so a uh, guitar player he uh on one of his songs he broke he broke a string and there's a band uh this was at the Curtain Club, mm-hmm. and this guy's got one guitar, so he's like, oh, "Fuck, I gotta change the string." And luckily, I was there with my buddy Nick, uh, who loves Holmes Ali and, uh, and Mutoid Man. So I have a witness to all this. Where so the guy breaks the strings. He's like, oh, "He's like, hey guys, uh, sorry, I broke a string. I, I gotta fix this because uh, guitar, drums, and bass." And he's like, "Sorry." Uh, is there a comedian in the audience? And I was just like, and I'm sitting there and like me and Nick look at each other. (laughs) And also I've, you know, I'm like, fuck. And I'm like, I've waited. I've I've wanted to hear these words before. And it's not like I have a set prepared. I, I can eventually remember some shit, but it's, so it's not like I have a set in mind, but also a part of me, there's always a small part of me. is just like, what if something happens and they need a comedian? Like, (laughs) What if, what if there's that rare fucking emergency and it fucking happened and, and the guy asked if there's a comedian out there and me and Nick look at each other and he's just like well you gotta fucking do it and and what's great like Mutoid Man has like a level of humor to him as well not so much Helms Ali but you know, a lot of people are there for her. Mutoid Man there and I'm just like oh, fuck and I'm just sitting there my hand goes up and I'm like yeah I'm a comedian and they're like all right, well, come up here. I'm just like, all right. You know, I go up there, uh, immediately plug my show. I was doing a show just down the street at Dallas Comedy House. I immediately plug that. Smart move. 
and because that helped me eventually get into some material. I did about I don't know, like ten or twelve minutes. It got to a point where like I looked over and he had like his guitar's done. Yeah, it's done. <laughs> and he's just, but also I'm just kind of like. I was like, oh, you got done. He's like, I got done a couple of minutes ago. He's like, no, man, I'm enjoying this. And <laughs> so amazing. I think I, I pulled out like uh, like a regular, like my regular opener. And then I made a, I'm not sure if I did this at your show, but I have a joke about merch tables. So if like, if I have a joke for, um, this is literally bands. Yeah. There's a merch table. Like if I have a joke, it's for this crowd, literally at a music show, yeah. doing an unexpected comedy set. And so, like, I did that because it's just, as much as I would love for that to, and I can do the joke in front of a comedy crowd, they probably, you know, most of them know what a fucking merch table is. Some of them will get it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, like, so I did, like, 10 or 12 minutes of there, and then the... And that you know, the band bought me a beer afterwards. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> or that, or the or the promoter, or one of each, or something. But you know, we talked after the show, and then eventually I saw them again a little bit later when they actually opened up for Cave In and Russian Circles at the Deep Ellum Art Co. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, hey, guy, they're outside uh, hanging out. Like, literally, <laughs> some of them were, like, doing some stretching, uh, uh-huh. the the basses. I think the drummer, she was doing, like, some stretching. Also, the, like, very good band. Uh, the drummer's also, um, my buddy told me, she's also an uh, oceanographer. Oh, So I was shit. just like, wow. yeah, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, I follow her on Instagram. She's always posting, like, great, like, cool pictures of sea shit and uh, but for sea turtles. We, we walk up there and I'm just like, hey guys, uh, not sure if you remember me, but uh, last time you were in Dallas, I did stand up in your set in Mio. They're like, oh, hey, this guy's here. I'm like, well, of course, I'm going to come see y'all I'm again. Gonna, I'm going to roll this, the dice. And this time you're with Kaven and Russian Circles. I'm like, of course, I'm going to fucking be here. And we hung out with them a little bit before they went on and just like, oh, they're rad as hell. That's so awesome. That's like, I don't know. You're like on a plane and somebody has a heart attack. And like, is there, is there, yeah. Is there a doctor on the yeah. plane? That was, that was I was well, able I, to resuscitate the the vibe, I guess, for the for the for the metal for the metal show. <laughs> I mean, I definitely I, I can relate to that desires. I go out to like West Texas and stuff. Um, you know, seeing just family, just as a civilian or whatever, seeing little country bands play mm-hmm. or whatever, family reunions and stuff. I'm always like. Oh man, I hope that bass player has a heart attack so I can jump up there and show these people what I can do. He never fucking does though. They're always they're always too stable. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't I don't get the claim anyway. Like I I met me and Chris Donnelly, uh, you know, uh, bartender at Lola's and Mass. I think he's still doing that. Still been a, been a little bit since I've seen him. Still at Mass as far as I know. Yeah. Uh, me and him had this online feud for a little bit, a playful feud, mm-hmm. where he'd just make fun of me, because making fun of a comedian is just like, well, I gotta make fun of the guy that makes jokes. I but it. then I went back at him about just making up, making fun of bass players as much as I could. Because <laughs> it's like, it's, that's not like, that's the bait, like, they're kind of like a punchline of... Of course. And that's not a secret. Like, yeah. I learned that from, like, hell, there's a, like a joke in Metalocalypse. Or the, he's literally recording bass. He's like, we're just going to tune it out. <laughs> we're, we're just going to mix it out at the end anyway. <laughs> and I, was, I think that's what's kind of solidified. I was just like, oh, you make fun of the bass player. You would think even as a bass player, I mean, I play guitar too, but even as a bass player, like recording bands and stuff, I'd be like way more cognizant of it. And like, oh, no, we're going to make sure the bass is heard. <laughs> nah, man, this shit gets turned off. Y'all, y'all know who we're talking about. I feel bad for, the again, like coming, I... I I don't mind criticizing music. I'm not like a professional, so I, I, from a layman's perspective, I want to say I put enough money in for merch and albums where I could, I'm like, 
I think it's good maybe that people hear a perspective of someone that's just not in too deep. Yeah. Like, well, here, uh, as, as your casual consumer of music, here's like bases for the, a lot of things. You, you don't notice it until it's gone. Yeah. If it's not there, you're like, where's the bass? But then when it's there, you're listening to the drums and vocals and guitar. Yeah. But it's, well, and I, unless it's like a prog metal album to me, it's just like, what's this? Beam, beam, beam. I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's unnecessary. The, um, the project I was telling you about before we started recording, um, it's since gotten scrapped, but um, they, um, we recorded a full day of recording with the band, the bass player, you know, laid her shit down and it was, it was good. Um, the guitar player came back a couple weeks later with, oh God. with his guitar and an octave pedal and then just re-recorded all of, <laughs> all of her bass with the guitar with an octave pedal tuned down an octave and it sounded good. <laughs> oh, see, I, I don't like being proven right. Yeah. Uh, when, when I, I hate when I pull something out of my ass and say it, it's like, oh, I don't want to be vindicated. Like... No, there's two or three bass players around town that really get it. And they know how to make their bass like sit in, you know, um, sit in in the pocket and you know fit in with the mix generally without me having to like, um, you know, put a ton of effort and you know EQing and compressing the shit out of it mm-hmm. to make it fit. There's some that get it and they know how to um, to make it go. Shout out to uh, Dick Richter. He's one of the. One of the good fellas. Dick Richter? Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, God <laughs> God damn, Aaron Richter name. from Bruce Magnus. He's a, mm. yeah, he's a hell of a bass player, man. He's super good. Also, like, and you obviously know when the, where the, when, the, when you obviously hear the bass, when it's like, you know, maybe just drums and bass or just like a lot of punk songs, just like, here's the, here's the <laughs> bass riff. You know, here's, you know, again, like the bass chords of the song, but just the bass. And I'm just kind of like, you know, maybe that's part of like introing the song or it's just like a, like a weird kind of maybe breakdowny part. Like that's when you can hear the bass as well. Yeah. When everything else kicks in, it's just kind of like, where'd the bass go? <laughs> well, I, was, I, I was working on a project the other day, some like kind of punks, I guess. It would be fair to call it punk. Maybe, I mean, they, they might nitpick the genre a little mm-hmm. bit, like, I don't know, post-hardcore or something. But like, I don't know. It's good, cool shit. You know, it's, yeah. um, it's really good. But um, I'm listening to it and, you know, doing playback. And I'm like, I need to turn the bass up. And I'm like, keep turning it up and nothing's happening. I mute it and it's like, oh yeah, no, it's it's there, you know, it's going away. It's, it wasn't just like you're saying, it wasn't until I got to a part which is drums and bass. I'm like, oh yeah, that's the line. That's where he oh. said so. But um, yeah, I mean, with, it, it didn't sound right without it, but it's also like, there's no way for me to make it like, I wonder if, stand uh, on its own. I wonder if Les Claypool, like everyone, I wonder if people, I wonder if bass players are mad at him. Just like, hey, what are you doing, man? We don't, you're making us look bad <sighs> yeah. by making your whole thing amazing crazy weird bass shit <laughs> yeah i think i mean a, a credit to i can't remember the guitar player for um primus right now off the top of my head but credit to him one of them's name's tim i think yeah, i, I yeah. forget the other two members but like they know where to be you know like, yeah. to, like well, they come in and fucking yeah, well like, he's like he's like a little fighter jet swooping in and around <laughs> and, you know like perfect yeah yeah he's just he's he's everywhere less isn't mm. You know, if he's if is playing a note up down here, he's up here, and then that that trades just as as often. But I last think, time I saw them live, I think my buddy was just like, "Yeah, they're original guitar players in here." I'm just like, "Oh, I've never thought about the guitar player primus before." Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't Claypool's thing. Right? I I didn't know that that they changed either. I, didn't I think maybe it was just for that tour. I don't oh, know, maybe. but yeah, it was just that, and then. I was like, I don't care. I want to see him play that weird one string bass thing that he does. <laughs> That's so funny. 
That, no, I want to hear uh, Southbound Pack of Dirt. <laughs> yeah. Bam, bam, bam. Like, oh, that's, that's cool, man. Fucking lacquerhead for me. That's the Oh, same. dude. My Anti-Pop's are really good. I think that's a really underrated buddy bought me, uh, uh, when I got my first car, he bought me some cassettes. Uh, he burned, I get, can you, what was the, the term before burned for a cassette? Copied, I guess. Copied, I guess. Or he, dubbed, maybe. Yeah, uh, he made one of those. Uh, never gave me. Never mind. No, oh, it was never mind. Classic. I was like, okay, cool. And then uh, <laughs> got me a Best of Van Halen. Okay. And sailing the seas of cheese. No, anti pop. I didn't know yeah. they did that on cassette. Yeah, and then oh, shit. so yeah, I was listening to that. Just bang, 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 bang. Oh yeah, lacquer has good anti pops. Ballad, Ballad of Bodacious. Oh, that's yeah. such a great. That's a true story too. And that's probably like I've had other Primus albums, but that was the first one I had, so it's the one I've listened to the most. Yeah, Sailing the Seas of Cheese is my first one. That's the one I. Well, I don't know. I, I think anti pop probably took over on most listens. That was that was in my regular rotation in college. I listened to the shit out of that record. Oh, they were. They influenced a lot of the, a lot of bands for probably good and bad reasons. Yeah, I mean, probably more for worse, but, um, I mean, <laughs> I can it, do it's that. Just, no, you can't. No, it's just such a hard, like, even I've been playing bass for 25 years, and, like, I can, I, I know a couple, like, little Primus licks, but like, I'm never going to be less claypool. <laughs> so, it's like, I know, I stay in my lane. <laughs> I know where my lane is. But I just, I watch these young kids that are, like, they struggle through it, I'm like, Dude, it's just I'm sorry. Like no, you know you're not, not you're not there, and you're not everyone's built like that. Either. Yeah. Not everyone's the drummer of Meshuggah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean he's, he's a vir- he's a virtuoso, and yeah. you know not to say don't try. I can you know try. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess, but just don't make me listen to you try. <laughs> <laughs> That's my only thing. <laughs> try when you've got it perfect. Come out of the bedroom. I'll listen to it and judge it. And but then. not here at this party, please, for the love of God. Oh my God. <sighs> I still can do if uh, if I had a bass in front of me, I can still do like the opening lick for Tommy the Cat, but that's mm. about it. <laughs> or no, Jerry was a race car driver. Just kidding. Oh, Tommy, okay. Tommy the Cat's a little uh, harder, but yeah. Which was uh, that was a Tony Hawk Pro Skater greatest oh, that's, hit. That's I think. right. Yeah, yeah. Was it the for the '64 version? I think so. Okay. It, it sounds about or right. the, I don't know if the '64 version had the capacity. Oh, maybe I'm um, thinking the like the OG Xbox one then. Something like that. I don't remember. There's a uh, oh. So I remember I was watching this. There's like a gaming historian channel. I was watching they going through like 64, but it's like oh, it's like or I think it was like maybe the history of Tony Hawk games or something like yeah. that. And it was like the 64 could had the processing power to do this stuff, but the sound chip at that time. Yeah. What I want to say, I could be completely. It, I wrong, have to but. be thinking of the Xbox because I've been I've. I've transitioned from Nintendo to Xbox to now I, I continually buy new Xboxes, but I haven't played an Xbox in like 10 years. Um, but it had to have been the Xbox because I didn't have PlayStation or anything like that. Um, but yeah, no, I remember it was, you know, high fidelity music um, on there. So yeah, you must, yeah. Oh yeah, Xbox, PlayStation, just like must, CD, music. Yeah, playing. it must have been that. That's what I remember all those, yeah, all those, um, all those tunes. Fuck. Now I want to go play that game. <laughs> It was so easy. It's so fun. Oh my god! There's like four moves each of them could do. I went. Uh, I had one of them for GameCube. I think it was just. Oh, I just went home and played that. Played the fuck out of that all the time. What do they? Do they hold up? I mean, I guess. I kids, think so. Kids like, are still they, buying them. Yeah, they occasionally make a new one. Yeah. New uh, soundtrack, new tricks. Uh, it's all about the skins. Because one of the big ones is uh, like you know Darth Maul. Uh, that's right. Whatever you. license. 
you know character they could get just like slap it on I think there the og pro skater like you could maybe change their shirts yeah i think you could occasionally maybe change their shirts and hats or something like yeah. that or their deck you can maybe change that too just, their dicks just flopping? No, I know. <laughs> their decks oh, and their dicks. Their dicks and their dicks. It's like it's like cyber like Cyberpunk 2077 where you can literally pick their genitalia. I'm just like, oh, no, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. You can give them the bulge that you want. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but skateboarders can fuck. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Presumably. I've been I'm too tall to skateboard. <laughs> is it a height thing? I've given it like I maybe feel one like or my, two tries. I feel like my center of gravity is like up here. Oh, and okay, like yeah. to be a good skateboarder it's got to be a lot closer to your deck oh, those, those <laughs> fucking kids that just like I, I rode bike i rode a bike as a kid and you think like this is the pinnacle of cool and you, maybe you just don't know any skateboarders or you're just not in like a skate you don't live near a skate park it's just not part of what you're doing and then you meet some fucking kid that's just like oh, i can you know they can kind of skate and everything yeah. and then yeah, eventually you get around to the like a, one of those skate videos just comes through your circle of friends and then you're just like watching those with you know pennywise playing all the and you're just like fuck that's cool yeah uh what am i doing like kind of jumping over curbs in my stupid bike <laughs> I, tr- I tried to learn how to like skateboard in like i don't know the high school maybe um as a matter of fact i still have my like og vans i mowed the yard in them yesterday like, oh, the real okay. thick thick ass fans oh, anyway, yeah. i just i was never good at skating but my buddies were all like pretty decent at it like the buddies i met in high school um, the ones, you know, I knew before that none of them skated. So then I was just like, well, I have a camera and I can roll on this thing enough without falling down. So I would just be the dude that filmed them doing that. I always hated how in shape and skinny skateboarders just seem to be. It's just, I'm just like, so much harder oh, than fuck. you would think. I'm like, well, I guess you, oh, I'm just like jealous. I'm just like, you could do that. Why are you so in shape all the time? What do you, you just, you drink, you eat the same bullshit we do. It's like, oh, maybe because you're outside one and then also like working out your core yeah doing and also that. outside and i was like maybe i'm just not doing that i'm not, yeah, <laughs> I'm outside too but i'm on my trampoline is that does that do anything well no. trampoline does something certainly but have you ever like dropped in on a like a little half pipe or anything no like that? never I, I stood up there one time like on, i'd expect to do that and immediately just fall back and just be like nah, i was I just like i mean i was like i know myself well enough i like it was in college or whatever i like looked down i'm like I'll just go back to filming, guys. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have what it takes. I'm sorry. I've, I've seen uh, one thing that's always a front. Again, I'll never step on a skateboard again. There's no point. But like over the years, you see a friend that's just like, you know, they post a picture of like a swollen ankle or something. It's like, well, I'm 32. Uh, I sh- should have known better than to step on the skateboard. Just, oh, my like, God. Like, why did you? No, like after like 20 probably don't know if try. yeah if you if it wasn't something that you have maintained that yeah. entire time like as a kid i had some roller blades and i was yeah, like I okay too. and you know i, I did that and it's like did uh, you take the, the two wheels out of the middle so that you could grind no no no, no. never got I that know, I never, never got that either. fancy uh, i didn't know you could do that uh, uh, it was a thing i figured if you do that you're you're gonna die probably uh but <laughs> it's like growing up had a bicycle rode that around a lot and it's like, oh, rollerblades, you know, do that a little bit. And it's just like, it's not as fun. There's like, what, what freedom is there with this? I'm still just kind of like, I can walk faster than this. This, this kind of sucks. And eventually they go in the garage and collect dust. And like fast forward a few years, uh, my sister still had a pair that were all right. I'm wa- and it's like summer break. I'm just watching ESPN because the X Games are on. 
And it's like, you know, doing rollerblading and all that shit. I'm just like, oh, yeah, rollerblading was kind of fun. Completely forgetting that I didn't have fun <laughs> rollerblading. It's like, oh, man, this looks badass. Like, it's, like, all right, it's summer. I'm on summer break. All right. So I went in the garage, found my sister's rollerblades, and, uh, and put them on. So I was just like, all right. I was like, oh, okay, this feels good. They're a little snug. This is fine. And I go... <laughs> I go and I'm like halfway up the driveway. Thankfully, I'm not all the way up the driveway. It wasn't that steep, but I'm like halfway down the driveway. I'm like, all right, gravity, do your thing. Let's see. And I go, completely fall on my ass, and immediately just start taking them off. I'm like, no, no, no. Was was rollerblading fun or was being 15 fun? Oh, <laughs> I guess that's being the, 15. It's like, oh the, no, the I'm, my time's better spent uh, playing video games, going to the mall, going to the arcade, and uh, talking to friends about possibly hitting on chicks. But I'm like, no, I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need a rollerblade anymore. That that time's over. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, well past for me too. I'll maybe hop on a bike, but no tricks, just transportation. It's been so long since I've hop- I've ridden a bike. Just don't it's know. Been, I used to ride around the neighborhood a lot, um, but then when we built this garage, I put my bikes in storage, and I haven't messed with them since. You know, I just I walk walk as fast to Magnolia as I can ride my bike. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have to store it, and I'm like, I gotta get a bike lock. Yeah, maybe a chain or something. It's like, oh, God damn it. No. Yeah. And they'll still steal it. <laughs> yeah. This is the bike stealing this neighborhood, I tell you. <laughs> dog losingest and bike stealing Oh, God. Oh, one day you're just going to see a dog tied up to a bike and it's just going to. It's like the dog stealing a bike. It's where's the like, person? <laughs> <laughs> no, a dog riding a bike. That'd just be like, all right, this, this neighborhood is magical. What's going on here? Ah, oh, that would be great. We had, um, there's this, this group of, this is unrelated, but I want to talk about it. Um, there's this group of dudes in the neighborhood. We, we used to have like the Fairmount like parade. Um, and I haven't done it the last couple of years or at the very least I haven't gone, but they had the, the flying Elvises. And I, I did not know to expect this. I'm out there on the corner over here watching the parade go by and fucking, I don't know, 25 Elvi, like in the full white jumpsuit yeah. come ripping through on mini bikes. Oh, okay. And so they're doing tricks and stunts and stuff. And it was, oh, it was just magically hilarious. It was what, great. Do they have a schedule? I don't I know. Go, I would love to I, go see that. I, I really think, and I'm not positive about this, but I really think it's just like 20 dudes in the neighborhood that are all kind of buddies. They all have mini bikes and they all have jumpsuits. Once a year, they get together and combine those three things. And that's it. They don't, other than that, that's it. I think Man. it's... I can't imagine. I'm trying to monetize everything I do. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine. I just can't even wrap my head around. I had my Elvis phase. Uh, I got these mini bikes for some dumb reason. Yeah. Let's just go have some fun. And me, I'd be like, okay, boys, I booked us a show at you know, like what, some festival. We're gonna, we're gonna do this. And I'd ruin it. I ruin everything like that. <laughs> I can't have fun. Do Do you book the shows? Uh, no, it's no. um, it's kind of a mix oh, okay. um, between all of us. Usually, like, or we'll get like a message straight to the um, the band page. Oh, okay, yeah, but yeah, um, and then it depends. Sometimes people reach out to us, or every once in a while, like, I'll you know, we'll talk and like, hey, we want to do a Halloween show. So then I'll mm. hit up Alan, and be like, oh, hey, yeah. you know, hold the place. We're going to do a Halloween show. As a matter of fact, we have a Halloween show coming up this year at Mass. Oh, okay, October thirtieth. Are you gonna do? Is it like a is it like a rule you have to do like a cover thing or no we're not gonna show? do that um, I mean Which, those are fun but I get how they're fun I'm just kind of like 
it's honestly, it's, it's just, it's super stressful for, well, like us as a band. And, you know, Sammy's not huge on covers. It's not really his thing. And he, he doesn't listen to, like, I mean, he's familiar with a pretty wide variety of music, but he doesn't, he doesn't listen to anything. Like, everything he listens to is so, like, kind of esoteric and, like, hyper new that covering it wouldn't be meaningless. Everybody would just assume that they were original songs because it's something that most people haven't heard of. Yeah. You know, he's, he's pretty deep into the new music. Um, so, you know, it's just not super appealing to him. We did the Ramones for Rock Assembly one year, and then, like, we did that same set one more time afterwards. And it was fun, but it was, like, still kind of a grind to learn all those songs. Yeah. Um, so you got to learn all these songs that yeah. will be used, like, in, in, this, in this example, twice. Yeah, exactly. So it's and like, it's, it took us, you know, cool. like, several months to get them down. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I work probably a little faster than that. But, um, you know, it's still, it's still a grind. Um you I'd know. rather just like Halloween shows, just like play a show, have fun, but your own costumes. Exactly. Like, why, so, why can't it just be that? And I think that's I think that's what we're gonna do. Just um, I mean, if we've got a couple other bands, um, but really good costumes. Yeah, we're still we're trying to figure out how functional to, how to start playing. But and that's the trick too is always to find the costume where it's not like some just elaborate cosplay thing where I can't like gorilla suit and you yeah. pass out three yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah, or you know some that's kind sweet. of elaborate ass like comic book thing. I'm not into that, so I just kind of riffing here but like yeah something where like i can't sit down all night you know or, or if i do yeah. i'm afraid i'm gonna like, you know tear my, my tail, tail off yeah exactly <laughs> so it's hard to strike that balance of also like looking like you're in costume but then not mm. you know like not not having it be so crazy like i'm not trying to win a costume contest i just yeah. i want people to acknowledge that i'm in a costume and um i want to buy, buy able, me drinks because i'm in a costume. i want to be able to sit down and play my set so the thing i'm going to go is um Magnum PI this year. Oh, perfect! Yeah. I can, I can, I can get a tiger, tiger's hat, no problem. I grow a pretty mean mustache and shorts and a button-up Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <Exactly>. So <laughs> the, the shortest the, shorts the, I can find. Your internal temperature would be fine. You're not gonna be, if you sweat, you're in the perfect stage mm-hmm. stage outfit, anyways. Yeah, that's that's exactly my thinking. You should get everybody in the band to do Magnum PI. That would be pretty great. So that way, just you know, find four tigers hats. <laughs> for decently good mustaches or grow your own well yeah I can grow I, my own you huh? can yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you've got the remnants there yeah I've had and, a uh, I've had a, a pretty pretty decent little uh, Jeff I put. don't he grows a good mustache does he okay. yeah it's, it's a little patchy he's always making me grow a mustache because I think it's because his his doesn't grow like he wants to <laughs> he's living but he vicariously gets, <laughs> yeah but he gets um he gets he, he gets some like ferocious mutton chops that's mm. that's his specialty he gets some like really lemmy ass and I can't picture chops. Sammy no, Growing Sammy can grow facial hair. Okay. It just it's I think it's it's fair enough that it's not um you know prominent prominent yeah. from from far enough away to be to be worthwhile. <laughs> he's also I think he's got some like um French and Indian blood in him too, oh, so okay. I think it comes in a That's little That's way like Anthony's the same way. Yeah. Where yeah. he can maybe kind of do a goatee. Yeah. And then just the facial hair just never well, it's that I, yeah, I can I can grow a mustache and a goatee, but like this this shit right here between yeah. my sideburns and it just doesn't fill in. Like I can't grow a beard. Plus, it's all going gray now. And nobody <laughs> wants to see that. I don't need more of that. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's enough on the side of my plus, head. Plus, plus the hats. I don't know if I've ever seen you without a hat. It'd probably be pretty rare. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about it now is it's kind of like, huh? Yeah, don't ever be hatless around me. You might just walk right by me, and I might not say anything. <laughs> It's, it's like what I did when I cut my hair. People were just like, 
wait, what? And this is like, oh yeah, I did that. Did you not follow me on social media when that happened? <laughs> I got a lot of likes. I mean, come yeah. on. It's kind of my kind of my signature move, which gets awkward. At which wedding. did ruin your your shirt of my face on it. Which uh, oh, I, I, I guess I'll apologize oh, for fine. cutting my hair. I don't think it's I don't think it's coming back. It's just it's too much. It's been a year. I get it. I, I've never, mine was never as long as yours, but I rocked that long hair for a while. It's been a year like, with that long hair, and oh, I do not miss it. it. It takes like 30 minutes less time to shower. Oh, it's, oh I can hop in the shower yeah. so quick. That's great. Oh, the only bitch of it is that you, now you're still beholden to go get your hair cut every X amount of time. Whatever. I've had four in the last yeah. year, which ain't bad. Once a quarter. Yeah. And eventually, and I always like tempt myself because after a certain point, when this grows out, I I have what I call newscaster hair, yeah, which I I really like. But if I want to maintain the newscaster hair, that just means more frequent uh, haircuts. Oh yeah, because you got and make, that's just it's. I think and I'm a cheapskate, so I'm like, oh. I think the normal like I think normal civilian fellas that keep the short hair, I think they're like every two weeks. Yeah, I, I you know I've heard about that, and I'm just like, are you insane? Yeah. I'm like, where do you? And my, my haircuts cost like I don't know, 40, 50 bucks. So I go to a salon down the street just because I'm like, well, I also get like a nice head massage in there. So I'm like, yeah, it's worth go, the money. I go to Supercuts over here by yeah. Walmart. And um, it's still, I'm like, with tip and everything, I'm out the door 30 bucks now. Mm. It used to be like $10 haircut, $5 tip, yeah. good to go. Now yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fucking doubled. So I'm like, ah, if I'm getting four haircuts a year, yeah. I'll go to the place that, you know, literally massages my scalp for a moment. It maybe puts like a hot towel on my face because I'm like, okay, that, and I can at least assign a, a dollar amount to what's going yeah. on. <laughs> well, I used to go to, because like, so one time I went when I was in Chicago and I, I was at, for my cousin's wedding and I needed a haircut, like real bad. And so I found like this place called Floyd's 99. I was like, ah, oh, that sounds familiar. So I go there. It's very, very Floyd, ba- Floyd Barber. There you go. Yeah. That's perfect. It was, it was very early in the morning. I was the only person in there and it's Chicago and it's fucking, you know, and I got a haircut and the massage and the hot towel and all that stuff. I thought, oh, this is great. And like 40 bucks. That's about what I assumed I was going to pay. So there's one here in Fort Worth and yeah, I'm fucking naming names. Um, <laughs> so, so I go in there, you know, like, and I've been there many, many times to get my haircut. The music is just fucking blaring just so loud just like they're just piping in all this like hip ass fucking punk rock music um there's always like a million people there and it's just like you feel like you're kind of getting like rushed through and all that and so let me guess like, your barber had tattoos on his hands oh yeah <laughs> but so i will <laughs> i will say there's one thing i've kind of picked up from going to fancy barbers um and something i want to implement too is that anytime you see somebody with or not maybe every time but a lot of the time where they've got like on hey, their forearm we're talking stereotypes it's good enough yeah no, <laughs> on, their, on their forearm it's simple pattern recognition they'll have a yeah. they'll have a pair of scissors you know like pair of oh. shears on. so like I always feel like that's how I know that they're a good barber because okay. they like give a shit same as if you see somebody with a chef's knife tattooed on their okay, forearm yeah. you're like or the Kyle Kinane joke or like a whisk on their neck right yeah so I always I always feel like that's a that's a sign of somebody who like takes their profession seriously yeah or it's got too many tattoos. I don't know which, but I've been thinking about getting an XLR cable tattoo. Right ah. here, so, that, so that people think I'm, I'm serious, but then I'm also like, nobody's going to know what that I've, is. I've met some comedians with microphone tattoos. Oh, and see, like, I think that's different. I'm like, I don't know why. Yeah, but that feels different to me. Like what? Good, bad? bad Please say like, bad. Thank yeah. you. I don't feel like that's, that's the it's same not thing. The, it's not the only thing. Because you have the stereotype of the like the the comedy open mic flyer of just 
open mic at this bar at this time, uh, empty stage stool microphone on a microphone stand. Like the microphone on a flyer is such a stereotype trope for comedy flyers. Yeah. To where it's it's, it's relentlessly made fun of. But if it's just an open mic, it's kind of like make fun of it, but also like who gives a shit? It's an open mic. Yeah. And no one's you know very there's probably two people making money off this and one of them's the bartender and maybe the host is making money right but i just don't think comedy is synonymous enough with just because who else uses microphones oh plenty bands singers you know public speaking it's it's an instrument but like for you it, it makes a lot of sense being a musician and a sound engineer so that's pivotal to that I'm like, yeah, we use a microphone to talk to people, but... But it would like almost be like better served to have like a, a note card, like a bunch of note cards or something. Or your notes. And just <laughs> yeah. like, you know, just have like a little notepad that's just like jokes and underline and then like just it's like blank. A, a thought yeah. bubble with ha 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 yeah. in it. But even then, that's, <laughs> also comedy doesn't really have a symbol like that because it's so, it's so fluid. Now, uh, another... You, you got to wonder if like... For musicians... Like music note tattoo, that it's basic as fuck, but at least it gets the point across. It, yeah, that still like <laughs> which notes though? That still kind of bothers me a little bit. <laughs> what what I have less of a problem with, and it's maybe just because I have like a buddy who did this, but like he got like the circle of fifths tattooed on his forearm so that he can like use it as a reference. But if at that at that point in time, if you're like having that on there, then. You probably don't need that on there. I don't know. Yeah. But if it's something a little more like... If it's specific, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Like, yeah the but more specific, like, the, the cooler it is. Just like a couple of random fucking quarter notes. Though. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be... Like, even I know what that That is. might be kind of akin to the uh, the uh, comic with a microphone. microphone. <laughs> I, won't, I won't name her, but I, this comic, she's, she's a great, great lady. Uh, she has like a... I think it's like on her ankle. She has a microphone like in a holster. But I'm just kind of like... Yeah, but uh, if like say say you whip out the comedy like you're know, like a gunslinger, but also there's a time and a place for comedy, and uh, it's not like in the middle of a conversation. You know, be naturally funny, yeah, of course, but uh, it's but yeah. I, well, so um, also, I mean, does it does it not just look like a vibrator in a holster? Probably. Okay. Um, How do you know the comedian I was referencing was a lesbian? Because. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah there's uh that's why i love making fun of tattoos because one it's they they cost money so i of course i had a i had a list of like 10 uh that i wanted to get until you realize how expensive they are yeah especially one let alone enough to cover a limb of uh, like you look at the guy like the first time you see a guy with like sleeves and you ask how much that costs and they you know break it down for you and you're just like yeah but I got I got car insurance payments and uh, I gotta maintain the car and I have I have a car though and it's like you could I could I easily justify not I have one tattoo and it's a cover up of another tattoo and yeah. luckily I made it I have two tattoos yeah and I have a joke about all that and everything they're just, they're just oh yeah no they're just so expensive. And I just, I could easily justify anything else, literally anything else than getting a tattoo as cool as they are. And I get it. They are, they are cool. But also I think, I think the coolness of the tattoos are trending downwards because 
I see older and older people getting more and more tattoos. Yeah. And they're not ones they got like, you know, oh, fuck it. I, you know, I was in college summer of 82 and, you know, and just got, no, 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 no. These are fresh, yeah. recent, really good ones on old people. And also, it's just me, but I really hate when dudes have like tons of fucking tattoos, like sleeve, one sleeve, two sleeves. Yeah. And they don't listen to the music hard enough to justify those tattoos and that's me coming up listening to punk and metal yeah because i'm like that's those are the people with the sleeve tattoos or fucking bikers who probably you know hopefully the cool really cool ones listen to plenty of punk and metal you know that maybe you know they're not deep into the 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 scene and the and the subgenres you know that other you know musicians are that have the sleeves but i've when they don't, it's just kind of like, oh man, I fucking love Shine Down, and I'm just I was like, gonna say, I'm oh like, god, <laughs> I got some, I got some bad news for you about bikers. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're not that. They, you know. Yeah, they, I mean, they would they have cool taste in uh, machinery, but not not necessarily. I, in my experience, um, there's been a few. I've recorded a few fucking that are way into cool shit. I think it's a lot of puddle of mud and shine down though. Yeah, I uh, don't. I I know, and I, I know you, it's a bubble I have that you are rightfully popping. But I just like to pretend that they're just like jamming to motor. They they can they can name you every Motorhead song, oh, and they're like, oh yeah, I know Zach Wild. You know? <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's I want to like, believe. I want to believe that they're you know, you know maybe. Admit, I know it's a lot of you know Motley Crue. And shit like that. Oh I do God, th- no, probably not even anymore. Really? No, I oh. really think like Puddle of Mud and like yeah. Shine Down and like those kind of bands. Kid Rock, there. like just it, kid, kid, like, kid we're Rock trying to give them the benefit of the doubt because at least like no. my buddy Regis says he's like Shine Down puts on a great fucking show and he's you know I he's seen all. You. I've seen. Oh God, I, I really loathe to admit yeah, this on on a podcast. I have seen both Buck Cherry and Nickelback on two separate occasions. Oh, uh, or well, each one a separate occasion, one each um, in concert. Oh, I've seen Creed live, yes. and I fucking love them. Oh my God, I heard an awesome story about Creed sort of the other day. Well, that kind of gives away the punchline. I'll tell you off air. That's oh. no, not worthy of. I have a Buck Cherry video to show you okay. off air. Well, so what happened with Buck Cherry? And I'm because I, I feel like I really have to justify both of those concerts. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to okay. take the ten minutes it's going to take out of the twelve hours we have left. Okay. Um, so Buck Cherry, it was back when, um, I can't, it was like CD warehouse. I think Mm. there's a CD warehouse in Plano. Um, and I was just looking, I was fucking 16 and barely could drive. And I was out there looking for new music. I was finally, you know, out from my parents' thumb and Mm. I didn't have to listen to Steve Miller band over and over again, which, you know, it's great. I I saw him in, uh, thought I saw him in Allen, Texas with, uh, story checks out (laughs) with, I think Peter Gabriel. I believe you. <laughs> it was good. Terrible seats, great show though. I'm sure, yeah. Like, literally, the, the seats were facing one way, and the bit, like, literally facing There's like no way you, degrees away. There's no way you played that much feel good music and not just put on a great show. I don't, I don't think you can do that. Anyway, so I found the first Buck Cherry CD he was sitting there, and it's that girl that's all, ta- it's like yeah. a, a render drawing or whatever, the girl that's all tattooed. And so um, I put it on, and the first song is like lit up. Yeah. Um, which was not being played on the radio at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like I listened to it. And I'm like, all right, this is pretty cool. And then I think Lawless and Lulu was like the next track on there or something like that. So um, we got that record. And me and my buddies like spend it all the time. It was kind of the the record of summer of '99 for us or yeah. whatever or '98 something like that. Um, it was fucking great. But then you know the obviously they just progressively got worse. But so I saw them. They um, 
you know, they opened up for, it was Lenny Kravitz's American Woman Tour. Oh, okay. And so it was Buck Cherry was the opening band. Smash Mouth was playing middle support. Nice. And then Lenny Kravitz touring American Woman. So I got, I got tickets to that show. The first two played Sturgis last year. So, you know. I know. <laughs> so I got Did the you t- kind of want to go the way I kind of wanted to go? I kind of wanted to go. In the same way it's I like, want to go to the gathering. pandemic. I kind of wanted to go. If I can find a way to blank out of existence for a few days go up north <laughs> but um yeah so anyway Buck Cherry I would love to say just played a fucking amazing concert knocked it out of the park nah but the guitar player was like so fucked up on heroin he couldn't even stand up he's leaning <laughs> against his amp the entire time the singer I don't, I don't even know his name he was also like Mr. Cherry yeah yes, Mr. Cherry Buck oh, Cherry Buck, yeah. wow maybe that's yeah, his... <laughs> probably it but um yeah he was he was not so fucked up on heroin he couldn't perform but he was fucked up enough on heroin that he performed poorly ah. um, so it was a bummer the real winner of that show was um, well Lenny Kravitz is drummer she's awesome but then um, Smash Mouth is just fucking fun man <laughs> um, say, dude Walking on the Sun is, is a great it, fucking it, tune it is it's got man. that killer organ in there and it's, it sucks like that's a great that's a great tune yeah but obviously, they'll be the all-star band forever, and have made a lot of money off that. And song, yeah, God bless them for it. Man. Yeah, I don't, I don't be great. Like, I'm not knocking for it. I'm like, it's a fucking. It's not like a cover that they made a fuck ton of money off of, which yeah. is kind of like, yeah, all right. But, but yeah, they're not bad. I couldn't name you any other Smash Mouth songs besides those two. I think those are the two that I could name yeah. as well. But then, so Nickelback, I had, um, I run into them. I think it was like the early Napster days or whatever. Oh. And so it was when their their first American release came out, which is like before like remind you know like how you remind me and mm, photograph yeah. and all that. So it was like the record before that. Um, and I'd somehow gotten my hands on that, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I found out they had um, a Canadian release like EP came out before that. I got this like, oh, this is really cool too. So they came through town. I saw them at fucking the Bronco Bowl small stage, mm. not even like the proper Bronco Bowl, just like the side stage of the Bronco Bowl. Um, and then Shackelford Brown, kind of local, um, kind of rock dudes, opened mm. up for him or whatever. That was a really good show. They put on a really entertaining show, and they had Potleaf on the kick drum, which appealed to what, my... What, Nickelback did? Yeah, it really, hey, it really appealed to my I've never understood. Like, I, I like when... I like that something as crazy as, like, this crazy amount of hate, this undue amount of hate, and not even, like, vile. I think a lot of it's joking, but then some... Like this shit, people shitting on Nickelback, but uh, it's uh, it's like what they didn't do anything to anybody. No, they, they just did their thing. There was like a either a movie or TV show that had them. It was this like someone was in like some saint like an asylum type place, and like Nickelback was there. I like I couldn't for the life of you tell me what it was, but literally Nickelback's there, and the, I'm I'm kind of quoting paraphrasing that. It's just like what do we do? What do we do to people? Like yeah. we didn't do anything. We're just a, a like a rocking Canadian band. Yeah. And that's all they did. I think the, 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 the rub with them is it's their first, like I said, their first record was, was pretty good and it was new at the time. But then that second record with like all those massive hits. Yeah. Well, they, those massive hits. Don't forget it, the Spider-Man, which is a tra- this which is, is Chad. That's which, after yeah. that. That's even, this is even after yeah, that. Yeah. But with that, that I, I think Silver Side Up was like the one, I can't remember the one with Photograph on it or whatever, but I definitely own it. Um, <laughs> Fucking, you, that's you're owning it right now. Somebody, yeah. it, 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 it was maybe Pugs and Kelly or somebody. Mm. Like it was a, to me, it was like a local radio person or Russ Martin, R.I.P. Yeah. I don't remember, but um, they took three of those songs and played them over top of each other, 
and you couldn't tell that it was three different songs happening. Wow. Because they just lined up like it was like the loud part and then the breakdown part yeah. and then the loud part and then the double chorus and it just like pop, 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 pop. Everything was just like sat on top of each other. <laughs> and there was like, you know, the definition of formulaic music, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and so that I think rightfully turned a lot of people off of it. But I can see that, but also like that's, Especially for the time that they came out, and like, well, yeah. fuck it, you can find a dozen other bands doing the exact same thing. Of course, they're, they're just not as yeah and catchy I mean, or as good or what I'll, they do. I'll never like shit on somebody for their musical taste because like whatever. I don't record mm. everybody. I record some people take it way too personally. Yeah, and it's just like I mean, what, it, fuck I you. Love You're the, not enjoying music at that. I love point. the art. I love if as long as it's all fun. It's yeah. so fun shitting on music and you know all that. Of course, but as as long as the end of the day, who, whoever you shit on, if you can still hang out with somebody and that's playing in the background and you're not like you're not like Meh, like you don't have like a shit you know look on your face because it it literally is affecting you. Yeah. Then all right. You, that's what, you know, like, music's important in many ways, but also it should not be important in many ways. Like that, which is like, I'm, I'm literally, like, my mood is souring because this is playing. It's just kind of like, all right, you know, and then yeah. not, you need to go. I'm trying to think, the only thing that, like, and I can power through it, the only thing that really gets me is kind of like the modern day bro country. Mm. Um, like, oh, the, yeah. like, the real schlocky shit. It almost, you know? And it kind of has like a very diet hip hop beat it, to yeah, it. Yeah, that, that stuff really bugs me. Don't take a bam. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that stuff really bugs me because I don't mind genre bending. I think that's kind of fun um, sometimes if well done. Yeah. But this is like, it's very clearly like, they're taking the popular versions of these things, mashing them together, yeah. and then they're saying, like, well, we have this built-in audience of, I don't know how many Trump voters there are, but um, 7 million. This built-in audience of 7 million people. So uh, slap a fucking... Last, uh, 74 million. Or 74 million, excuse me. <laughs> 74 million. forgot a digit there. <laughs> um, so slap a fucking, you know, southern accent on yeah. on this track, and boom, it's country, and we'll just feed it to all these people. Man, that bugs me because there's yeah. so much fucking good country being yeah, made. Even modern and good, but it, yeah. uh, I feel bad for modern good country yeah. that gets overshadowed and underplayed because of this, you know, this yeah. terrible bro. Exactly. Who's that bro um, hop country? Who's that band Midland or whatever? They're they're you know like on the they're not on like the out you know the out they're not on the alt country side of things you know they're not like the drive by truckers or something like that they're just being really subversive in the genre of country or the genre of country but they're straight ahead I mean if that I don't know if you heard in their tunes but if they if they came out in the nineties you heard be, of Fair to Midland <laughs> different band different genre but it's it's very like you know in the vein of um, Garth Brooks and Alan Jackson yeah. kind of nineties country which is what I grew up on yeah it's straight yeah. ahead just nineties country it's very nostalgic sounding to me um, but like you know and they're they're doing quite well but I feel like you know there's still like those that other other shits kind of overshadowing them when they're superior musicians and I don't know if they write their own songs but. I don't know. It's always dumb than some of the shit that I'm hearing. But oh yeah, like, that's, yeah that's the fun. lyrics completely destroy destroy songs. It's, if you can hear the lyrics, that's what I feel bad for people that musicians that play shit where you can really hear the lyrics. Because then sometimes I'm like, I hear it and it's too simplistic slash dumb. Yeah. Or you know they're too like ah, like stereotypical. And just they don't feel they don't feel like I don't know smarten it up or something like that get a thesaurus or something. That's yeah. why I guess 
that's what I really liked about like a lot of the like hardcore metal I listened to that you know I think is really good to where I can't even understand what they're saying. And then like I like what I'm hearing. I love it. I'll go see your I'll go see it live where you definitely can't hear what anyone's fucking singing or screaming. Yeah. But then when I go back and look at the lyrics, I'm like, these are amazing lyrics, and I didn't even know it. Yeah. And then I'm, now I'm just kind of like, all right, you guys are fucking amazing. Like, this is really good. Uh, but I, I, it's such, I guess growing up now, music's always been, you know, for many decades, you know, the lyrics are prominent and sung, yeah. and you hear them, so they probably have to be good or good enough. And, you know, and that's, you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, that, that's what it was like. And then hell, you could even understand Metallica, right? But, yeah, but uh, like, but like, when I see me and Motor Scooter. I don't know what Sammy's screaming. Well, I just don't. That's what I was about to say is that when we're like learning the songs and stuff like that, like we all write our own parts and we kind of we work together. Right? Sammy structures the songs for the most part, and obviously he writes all the lyrics. Um, we're playing. I never have any idea what he's saying. And we go into the recording studio and I start recording him doing the vocals. And I'm like, I'm going to stop you right there, bud. Is that what you say this whole time? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck, that's really smart. He's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I wish other people could hear how smart yeah, you and are. That's what, like, I've always, you know, part of me has always felt bad about punk and, you know, the, the, the harder, heavier side of things. Uh, well, hell, there's even like, like even seeing like a rock band, like, Especially like live, you just don't know what the fuck they're saying. Especially yeah. for the song you never heard, yeah. So you don't know like what you know words are kind of saying unless it's specifically the music's curated to where you can hear it. Right. Yeah. Besides that, seeing shit live, you don't know what the fuck they're saying. And hell, there's even like I've like watched. That's why I don't really like musicals, like plays that are musicals, because sometimes <laughs> yeah, they're singing, and I'm like, oh man, I really have to pay attention to what they're singing. Oh shit! Because it's part of the narrative of the whole fucking play, and yeah. you know, the plot is this like that like, drives me nuts. At least with Book of Mormon, I'm just like, all right, this oh, shit's one. fucking hilarious, and I'm into it, and that's Book, just the Book type of, of Mormon play that, is like the one exception to that. Like, I, I'm not a big musical fan at all. Yeah. Like, I get it, tunes are catchy, whatever, but I always feel like it's so. And this is me. Um, I know, I know, I'm gonna get a lot of hate mail for this. <laughs> <laughs> but no, P.O. Box 6969, go fuck yourself, California. Nice. Um, Even though we're in Texas. <laughs> no, I feel like, um, like, I feel like a lot of the musicals, like the, the, the lyric is so fucking ham-fisted mm. just because it has to tell this story. So it's yeah. like you're bending all these like words to try, and I don't have a good example, don't ask me for an example, um, but just like, there's such a, there, there, you you have to work so hard to tell a story and sing it at the same time. Yeah. I don't think it works. It 90% like a lot of, of the it's time. like a lot of extra, a yeah. lot of extra shit too. I'm like, it's hard enough to follow a play as is. Cause if you miss a, uh, like a specific detail, like a, like a pronoun or something. Yeah. And then you're, yeah, you're, you're boned. And, and, then, you, I don't and then eventually you're just like, why do they keep referring to Detroit? Because you missed one line about how the person grew up in Detroit or something like yeah. that. And you just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, I was gonna say so I'm gonna get to those episodes of The Simpsons where they did musicals. I almost always skip them. Oh, yeah. But then that made, me, that made me think of the line where Mo is talking about. Um, uh, I can't, Bart says something about Detroit, and Mo goes, "Hey, leave Detroit alone. They're living in Mad Max times over there." <laughs> <laughs> so, anytime I think about Detroit, I always think about that. Ah, leave Detroit alone. They're living in Mad Max times. My buddy Mike Stanley, he's from Detroit, and uh, one was like. 
I'm seeing him do his, like the intro joke. He's like, I'm from Detroit, man. It is beautiful that the sun just hits the poverty at the right angle. It's so, <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Cause... Love shit on a place I've never been to. Oh, it's good. <laughs> but that's one like going up and seeing punk music. I'm just like, man, I guess they're singing about what we're all thinking. Probably. <laughs> and then you buy the album and there's not, the lyrics aren't like in there. That's one thing that's always pissed me off when I buy an album and I'm just kind of like, where are the fucking lyrics? Like I can't even sing along unless I guess really hard and I'm bad at guessing what lyrics could be. We're super bad about that. And like by all accounts, really you should like type up all your lyrics and put them in Bandcamp because it helps the algorithms and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. if somebody's like searching for some random snippet of a, a line, you'll pop up. You know, maybe they're looking for you, maybe they're not, whatever. Anyway, but we're fucking terrible about that. I think I've done it for one of our songs. And it was like, I listened the whole time back to like the isolated vocals. Like, okay, what is he saying? Because I didn't want to ask Sammy to write it down. Because he would have probably, he would have, you know, like, remembered it slightly different than the way we recorded. And so then I'd have these lyrics up and somebody would be like, what? This, he says this and not that. And so I just, let me just leave it be. But that's something we really should, should do. You're, I mean, you're supposed to now. That's part of the whole... Yeah, operating as a band thing. Oh, that this that just always pisses me off. I get it. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm like I bought the album so I could find out what the fuck you're saying. Yeah, I get it. I get Are you it. political? Are you just being emotional? Is it poetic? I don't. Is it esoteric? I don't know. Yeah. What you? What? I just like the riffs. I guess. I guess I'll just have to stick with that and the uh, the cool art on the shirt. Yeah. And I guess that's how we. I'll say most punk bands like if as long as they're they're not like pop punk. You can just without like I say with one hundred percent certainty, you can assume that their songs fall into two categories. They're either like super political, yeah. or they're about some kind of like sci-fi thing. Mm. Um, the the band that I just recorded, they all of their songs without almost without fail were about like you know the political system being fucked up and you know natural punk things Real and then trailblazers huh? yeah, yeah real, <laughs> real innovators but then they also they have one of their one of their badass songs it's a it's a it's about godzilla oh yeah yeah it's that's great we took when we were mixing it um they weren't in the i studio. think blue oyster cult did that they, they did um <laughs> this is very much uh, taking the baton from Blue Oyster Cult and then uh, making it punky. But um, now give me an album, each about a specific kaiju, <laughs> and I'm impressed. But also, I have, you have to read the lyrics to be well, like. Well, so I will give I'll oh, give these guys right. credit because they they say um, they say Gigan instead of um, you know Godzilla hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Or at least they're. Oh, I know 100. percent what Gagan is? Yeah, yes. they're 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 in the thick of it. But we took. <laughs> I own the VHS of Godzilla versus Gagan. We, we and took the aliens in there, or, or uh, turned to cockroaches. It was, <laughs> it was weird. It was a weird one. But oh, we, and Godzilla and Angoras kind of talk to each other. It's also kind of a weird one. That was uh, those the '70s Godzillas. Couldn't tell you the the series title because there's like the it was like the Shohei series or John uh, time frame. Yeah, '70s Godzilla. Uh, it was a little weird. <laughs> well, so we actually we took a clip from one of the. I don't know if it was that that same movie or not. We took a sound clip from that. Um, with some one of the overdub, mm. you know, yeah, um, yeah. scientists talking about you know what what they've created or what they're doing or whatever. But um, actually, when we we're mixing it, I just for like random shits and giggles, um, I told Rebecca to grab her phone and just pull up like a, a Godzilla fight scene from one of the seventies ones and just set it on the mixing board as we get to like kind of the epic part of the song. And then I filmed that from my. Um, from my 
iPhone or whatever. It just like synced up so perfectly. <laughs> you can put pretty much any any punk music like with our you know like kind of hardcore music with the right the, the sufficient amount of like kind of a halftime um, you know like headbanging strobe lighty kind of rocking out parts at the end put that over any Godzilla fight scene and it's gonna sound and fucking oh, look yeah. awesome oh yeah I believe you <laughs> giant monsters fighting could like you know only your like only country might not feel right but any kind of heavier music yeah could any, just be, nah. any kind of heavier as long, as long as the tempo's right I think I think if it's too fast and too speedy it, it might not work but yeah the right the right amount of slow it's fucking awesome or just go super on the on the nose and just play some Gojira to that. <laughs> there you go. That would be pretty on the nose. <laughs> Which I, I couldn't get into them at the beginning. They're fine now. I can me. dig them. It's not my, my favorite favorite. It's like it's proggy. It's heavy. I know Dustin. I am, I am a sugar for that. Obsessed with them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've seen Mashuga twice live and that was the only band I was just like, I need earplugs. And luckily, both times I was with my buddy who wears cargo pants all the time and he's just full of earplugs just exactly a hand, yeah. handful of earplugs in one pocket like, you got earplugs right like, there you go there. i was like i knew it ah. and i could still hear some people talking next to me i'm just like how is that possible <laughs> actually no that was during high on fire who was opening up for him these guys in front of me were talking i'm just like i'm trying to see a really fucking loud heavy band before the like loudest heaviest band how am I hearing you talking like two feet in front of me right now? <laughs> Dude, I saw recently there's like a post, it's like an old poster from, I don't know, like the early aughts or whatever, so old. But it was um, High on Fire opened and then um, Clutch and then Fu Manchu. Oh. It's like, man, I'd really like to have been at that show. Oh, what a weed. A lot of weed smoke there. I get down. That's probably what you're like. I don't need to bring weed, but then like maybe everybody's just like, oh, we don't need to bring weed. They'll be, they'll just be given to us. <laughs> yeah, it's just Nobody's high, and they're like, what's going on? We don't smell weed here. Now <laughs> it's at that point the venue would just start passing it out. Yeah, <laughs> there's no weed smoke here, gentlemen. Uh, we'll reimburse you, but go disperse your own personal shit amongst the crowd. <laughs> like, okay, that's not what I signed up for security for, but whatever. Whatever. I've always been very hesitant to like be the first guy. I, oddly enough, to be the first guy to like start smoking at, at a start smoking weed at a venue. But yeah. one time, and this is all credit to my buddy Philip for bait. Like we went to we were going to a concert, and it was like inside but big place, and so you could you know enough people around you could probably get away with burning something. Yeah. You know, it's not outside, which is like a whole f- hell of a lot easier. But so we were just like, all right. Uh, it's like, dude, we rolled a couple of joints for this. Let's, uh, it's like, should we spark one? He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm sparking it. And then, so we were the first people at that Shins concert to start smoking. <laughs> <laughs> and then after us, I think some people were just kind of like, well, I got to smell it first. And then, you know, someone's <laughs> got to take the lead. And then I can, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll follow through. And uh, I, I think <laughs> you're saying something like the shins. I think it's a, it was more of a timid audience, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's kind of like, mm. oh man, um, I God, I hope my parents. Well, I, I know for a fact my parents won't listen to this because they have never listened to anything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> um, anyways, for my 21st birthday, no, 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 this is my 
fucking 19th birthday, my buddy Matt um, took me to go see the Black Crows at uh, Bronco Bowl. Uh, and this was like September 16th, 2001. Um, so oh, okay. The nation wasn't in great spirits. <laughs> um, but we bought the tickets before the, um, the kerfuffle in New York. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, um, that mishap. That mishap. <laughs> so, um, I don't even know how I did this because I didn't smoke cigarettes at the time. Um, but I, I got a cigarette pack and I rolled like, I don't know, 15 joints or something like that Damn. put in there. That's a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but so we get there and like, and it's you and one other person. It's me and one other person. <laughs> and we were even seven and a half each would be excessive <laughs> to most. Even as stoner, fucking eighteen year old or nineteen year old, however old we were, um, the freshman in college anyway. But so, um, so we get there. We're definitely not the first people to spark a spark a doobie at a black oh, pro yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, so we, we, you know, I, I bust them. I just give us each one, and we're fucking hitting them. And this is, like, 2001 weed, so we hadn't figured out, yeah, like, yeah. Did even popcorn was a thing. So it's, oh, God. It's yeah. like, oh, my God. That shit's changed. <laughs> it's changed. The game has changed. Dude, you like, buy this popcorn stuff, it does, it, it might have some seeds. It's not <laughs> Just, I like it. You get some nugs that don't have seeds in there, man. Like, Dude, I tell you don't you, need a sh- you don't need an album or a shoebox lid to make the you know get the gravity <laughs> yeah. take all the seeds and breaking it oh, up. Oh, dude, I watched somebody. I got so many tangents on this. I watched somebody um, grab a frisbee to roll a joint the other day, and um, okay. and I, I'd forgotten completely. The frisbee's perfect because all the all the weed stays up high and all the yeah. seeds roll down to the bottom, but then they don't go everywhere. They collect in the bottom yeah, of the frisbee. I, and I was yeah. like. I haven't fucking seen that in 20 years. It blew my mind. It was so great. I remember, yeah. See, I, I remember seeing the frisbee thing. Yeah, I preferred. I think I, I preferred uh, an al, uh, an LP, just because yeah. it's like music. We don't yeah, break this up. Roll this on here. You got plenty of space to work with. Yeah. Plus, I don't know. I I feel like it's complimentary to, especially if you pick the well, right f- album. A frisbee can also be complimentary to the. the, the, the oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I never. I was never a, a frisbee. Frisbee weedhead or frisbee golfer, which I, I, I dabbled. Which yeah, dab yeah. I know okay. dabbled. <laughs> That's one thing when I found out frisbee golf. Like one, you find out what it is, uh-huh. and it's like oh, it exists, and it's just like oh well, like a, a couple of city parks have set up that it's easy, you know, like here, you know, set them up, and then like that was something I'm like I I kind of want to know the genesis of that of how frisbee golf. Is damn near synonymous with a pot. It's a pothead's activity. And I mean, I, I don't know exactly why the two. Like, I've never like you know frisbee before frisbee golf is like oh you're at a park someone throws a frisbee and you y'all you know, got some good throws and then for me like half the time it goes way off to the side and it's just like fuck somebody's got to go get it. Well, it's got to be the guy that threw it. You know that threw it had a shitty throw. Mm-hmm. And then for a while. And some buddies that played uh, Ultimate Frisbee. I dabbled in that yeah. briefly, too. Uh, Anthony um, played that back in like uh, like high school a little after that. And he was way like way into like more sports than I was. I played like a little bit. And I was like, okay, I can see that as being fun. And maybe a couple of those guys smoked weed. But that it wasn't like a... No, it was a fucking sport. You know, it was damn near like flag football with frisbee. So yeah. it was a you're playing a sport out in the field. You know, you're you're burning as much calories as the as the guys playing soccer, like. But then, even casual frisbee toss at a beach. Never thought. I just don't know how weed, and frisbee golf. You know, maybe it's because, 
I don't know, you're, you're out in a park and you're not really surrounded by that many people and you're walking these vast distances. I don't know, maybe it's because you're outside in seclusion. I just don't get how the potheads kind of took it over. Well, or did they invent it? That could be it too. That's what I'm wondering, if maybe they just straight up invented it. Yeah, they're just kind of like, where, what can we? What outside activity can we do where we can also get away with smoking weed? And then I, I do think you're on to at I a think, public park. I think there is something to that because it is you are you're so secluded. You're out there, and you know, like it's, okay, well, we'll at, you know, the third hole, it's fucking deep in the woods. Yeah, just, you know, we'll burn one down real quick out here. And it's like an accuracy thing, so it's it's kind of like uh, like people play darts and pool where it's like an accuracy thing and those people you know may, might be smoking cigarettes or something so maybe it's kind of on that same same wavelength yeah that could be yeah it, yeah I think there's it's also like an bone. outside fun thing and I'm like I'm like yeah I guess there are potheads out there that like being in nature <laughs> and it's like an easy <laughs> way true. to get out there without going camping and right. packing all that's like no <laughs> man you just bring your Bring your frizzes. Yeah. Which, I don't know. Is that the short... <laughs> is that a short-term phrase for frizzing? No, I'm, I'm not... Frizzes? frizzes? I don't know. You, know. you chunk the frizz and you know, we have some... You know, I feel like they call them bees, right? Burn a bone, chunk the frizz. Chunk the frizz. <laughs> chunk the frizz and burn a bone. I've done, I've done so much damage to the sport of frisbee golf. Oh, they'll, they'll uh, never recover from the slander. I've lost the frisbee golf audience I was hoping to curate. Oh, my God. And then... uh of a driver just comes crashing through this window right now. <laughs> Dead on hits the, hits the zoom. Wait, you said driver like the, the main frisbee? I forget. Like, oh, dude, you you remember, are you aware that there are different frisbees for different I, tasks? I do. The, the fact that you said that made me remember, oh, wait, I do think at some point, someone, the way someone was telling me, there are like they're, fu- like they're fucking golf clubs. They are. They absolutely wow. are. And so, I mean, I never got deep into it, but I enjoyed smoking pot as a you know teenager yeah. in early 20s. So obviously, you know, there's an intersection <laughs> between those two things. And Lubbock, too, we had this really cool, like this fucking amazing frisbee golf course it was like one of the holes was like up on like a 30 foot cliff that you threw it down over a pond to a fucking oh, okay. it was a great oh, place to get stoned but then you could get you could lose the frizz oh you lose frisbees <laughs> all the time there was like there was big money at like i think played against sports or whatever and people that would go into the pond oh just catch, retrieve, them and... retrieve them and sell them played against sports and you go buy your frisbee back yeah, just from... say, yeah spray it with some anything and it's like yeah, it's clean now whatever yeah and it's mine to that's resell. all they do but yeah they're and i, I mean I, i'm not an expert on it but as i remember from 20 years ago now <laughs> there's different tapers on the edges so that they do they turn or slice uh, or go different okay. ways or some are heavier so they go further the um the putters are more like a traditional frisbee with like a fatter edge oh um, okay it's yeah there's the whole the whole thing to it i just i remember in a, i'm sure there i know there's other brands but innova was like the one brand that just jumped in my head right this morning. okay <laughs> so. yeah. i uh there so i live in arlington and veterans park has a course okay and so there's like you have the veterans park and you have a street and then across the streets is like little plate things like a gas station a couple of little lawn you know laundromat and you know just a little little place there like it it looks like it's almost a secret, but it faces the street. Mm-hmm. You have the you have the convenience store, and then on the back end of the convenience store, facing like the direction of Veterans Park, is a frisbee golf like merch store, like where you can buy frisbees. Fucking genius! And I'm like, no, it's perfect because I'm like, well, it's right there. I'm sure some idiot was just like, like, oh, I don't know where to buy my shit. <laughs> and gas pipes so far away. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm like head shop. I think that's probably where I found out about it. Uh, like you're at a head shop. Yeah. And it's like obviously I buy pipes and bongs and papers and you know tobacco and all that. And it's like there's the shirts. You can buy some. You can buy darts. Cause that's a. I feel like that's a. I, I don't. You see frisbees. I feel like that's not a thing at head shops anymore. I just went to go buy a new pipe the other day, and I didn't. I wasn't looking for it, but I feel like it's really like pared down to just pipes and you know bongs and other getting fucked up accoutrement and not so much like activities while you're fucked your, your up. Your gateway activity. <laughs> I mean, I do. You, I mean, I definitely remember what you're talking about. You used to be able to buy like. I mean, even clothing and stuff. I don't hemp made fucking purses and or hacky sacks or hacky sacks. Because that was yeah. that was if you have anything, yeah, if anything synonymous with potheads, it's hacky sack. Yeah, hacky we, sack. we had this in, in again in Lubbock. We had this um, really cool, like it was a kind of catch-all store called Buffalo Buffalo Brothers, I think. Um, and it was you know had bongs and pipes and all that shit. You couldn't call them bongs. You had to no, call them water pipes. Um, because fuck you. Why? My, my buddy got we got kicked out of I, a head shop because oh. he. <laughs> he didn't know. I knew, but I thought he knew. So I didn't tell him before. We'd go in there. And there was like two two women that worked there that looked like your 50-year-old aunt that is just, you know, maybe a bitch. Sure. Like, it was just kind of like, all right, who are these ladies working here? And then so I'm sitting there. I'm kind of near the front of the store looking at whatever. And I hear like, there's nobody in the store. And I hear him. He's like, yeah, I'm just uh, looking around. Uh, maybe I'll check out one of those bongs. And they're like. Sir, do you no? You can't. It's like you, you can't. I think they were like, you, you can't say that. And he was just like, he didn't know. He thought I can't they say bong. <laughs> he thought they were fucking with him. He goes, oh, okay, whatever. He goes, no, seriously, let me check out that bong ski. And I'm like, so I go there. I'm like, hey, uh, Larry, we can't. You can't say. Let's just go and everything. And she was kind of like, you know, being a huge bitch to him about it. But I'm like, but also completely different instance. I'm at. I think it was a different friend at like a gas pipe and he says he says bong he drops the b word and the guy was like oh hey man you can't call him and he goes he's like oh shit i'm sorry and he goes oh it's all good dude I, I i've done it before too i'm like that's all you gotta do you're working at a fucking head shop like why and it, yeah. why 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 fucking why it, there's no good explanation it doesn't make any sense like and so how does okay Fucking, let's reverse engineer. I never worked at a head shop. I just spent a lot of time at them. <laughs> but let's reverse engineer that. So, like, I'm I'm a cop. And I walk into a head shop. I'm like, let me get a bong. And the lady's like, here is this, let's assume it's a lady. Here's this, this, this fresh water pipe that's never been used. It doesn't have anything tying it to being illegal. But you asked for a bong and I handed you this. Now I'm under arrest? Does, did that happen? Yeah, it, it, it's literally wrong speak. Like, you called the thing the wrong thing. Yeah. It's like, if Which I... makes no sense. If I go to, a, like, a car dealership or something... I'm, this is, I'm probably painting myself in a corner with this example. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, let me, uh... uh it, my, my, my glove box isn't working. And they're like, what the fuck yeah. did you just call it? Sir, you know gloves are illegal in this country. <laughs> yeah. We... You cannot call it that. That is... <laughs> That is that is a word that criminals use. God, yeah, it's uh, and it's like if you think like marijuana being legal is like one of the dumbest things we could do, it's just like oh no 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 no, we can go way fucking dumber. Oh yeah, you can't call this bong a bong. It's just like so I have to call it. I feel like there was a couple other two words and a couple extra syllables. Like okay, but I'm gonna default call it a bong. It's like well if you do that, you might get. 
this person into well, trouble. And so what's and where's the line? Like if I call it like a binger, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, gonna fucking, I'm like, sorry, uh, a bung. I meant a bung. Yeah. You know, like in a, like in a barrel, a bung hole. Like, well, and it's like, why can I? No, I meant I said bong the O with the two dot with the two dots on the top. And <laughs> can I not say the term head shop? Like, yeah, is, is that is that verboten? Like, yeah, I, but I feel like wasn't there, weren't there some other like, and I also I don't think that these these rules still apply because I definitely have heard a dude at the gas pipe working at the gas pipe call it a bong. I, yeah, know, I think like, this bong rips fucking hard. You can get stoned off your tits on it. I definitely think it was like a, a thing to be concerned about in the early 2000s. That's yeah, what I feel like, dude. Where, I don't know, they were just really... <laughs> kids kids today will never know. Yeah, right. <laughs> The struggle of getting kicked out of a head shop for using a word. And we're sitting there like watching states legalize it. We have friends that can go, they can literally walk to a store and buy weed. And we're just kind of like, oh, thank God, Dallas is not arresting... They're giving out tickets for possession. Oh, cool. That's our progress. That's their progress. But yeah, these kids are not going to know. Hey, when you're at a head shop, you couldn't call a bong a bong. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, so I mean, I really, I feel like there's a couple other like no, no go words in there too, but I can't remember them now. Probably just, you could probably couldn't say straight up like weed or marijuana or probably, I, I would I say feel like that. I feel like that was a safe bet. Cause, oh yeah. Cause they always say like, you put your tobacco in here. It's just like, yeah, I got it. Mm. Yeah. Got it. Cause, also, you cause can, they sell so much loose leaf tobacco <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but also you at a, at, a, at a brief time, you could buy fucking salvia there. Which, oh yeah. Which That's, I did. And I, that was just. I did too. It's so stupid. Oh, I, my friends gave me a gift certificate to gas pipe for my birthday. So I go in there, I'm like, I've never tried salvia before, but I got the shit to smoke it in. And I was, Your and they, water pipe. And I was like, give me, I'm like, give me the strongest salvia you have. And so I did. And it came in like something like, like the it's size like, of like five pogs. Was it like the, <laughs> and you some, just pop a, it open. There's a reference for a size reference that nobody over or nobody under a certain age That's, is going to get Oh, 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 what do you want to do? Silver dollars? They're not going to get that. That's how, that was the like, amount, but the strength was super high. And then, like, so was it like the concentrate? T- what was like the consistency? Yeah, of it said like 80x or something like that. There was like, was it like, like 20, tar- 40, and 80? Like tarry or was it still leafs? Still leaves. Just dried leaves, dried oh, salvia yeah. leaves. And it was uh, the few times I smoked it, it was one of the, some of the worst experiences of my life. It's so dumb. I, we, when it first came out, I, I, I tried it a little bit. And it's like, the, the, and this probably wasn't the ADX or whatever, but it was like the most, the most experience I had was just like, oh my God, is that a helicopter behind me? See, I, oh, wish, no. I wish my shit was that simple. No. I literally fused into inanimate objects <laughs> and my perspective and uh, the best way i can describe it is that my entire world the universe to me okay so like you we're in 3d or you know you know, throwing time 4d reality or whatnot mm-hmm. where you have you know i'm putting my hand towards you there's a depth perception you can perceive of sure and it, it, you know, this is very obvious shit. We're just applying words to it. So the salvia I had, you smoked it, and then afterwards, like you do, like you hold it in, and then shit starts to vibrate. And like when you're trapped in this fucking hell, and not like fire shit's going on. It's it's a very unique, stressful, 
like 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 a like how a dream from like how dreams are just like nonsensical Mm -hmm. but they're based in a reality you can comprehend but they're nonsensical and you have very little control over things so the sound i had it's like we're in this room that we're in now but the way i look at it and I don't know what, how, there's no reason why. So the texture of a Twister mat, you're playing Twister. Okay. And it's got this like very light foam padding. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, like the, in my head is just like Twister mat. But like, so, but imagine like me looking at you here now, these white walls behind you and you, but imagine like a, like a, like a piece of paper that ha- that is the texture of a Twister mat dropped down in front of me. But it, it was like a photo of you on that. <laughs> so it's like I was looking at you and looking at a 2D version of reality. Like I couldn't reach into. But what I was looking at was like a picture uh-huh. that was put on uh, a, a thing like a twister mat. <laughs> and, but I, and I couldn't react with anything because also I'm on salvia and I don't know how to use my hands at the moment. Because I'm also fused into this futon and into the wall. That was one experience, We're, and, and it's just so frustrating. And like I was there with friends uh, every time I did it, and I'm looking at them, and I'm getting I can't vocalize anything, and I'm getting very angry at them because I, I'm like I'm obviously in distress right now. My entire world's collapsing in on itself, like, like kind of like uh, like. Like uh, Doctor Strange, where they're fucking flying around, and you know they're in the weird thing and manipulating entire buildings and cities. It's kind of that feeling, but not that eventful. But I'm like, you, you guys realize that I'm going through some shit right now, and you're not helping me. But they don't know because you're just. And I see other friends do salvia. I'm just like, <laughs> they're fucked up right now. This is funny to watch. And I'm like, yeah, you do that. You do that, and like, because you can't help them. But on the other side, you're just kind of like. Help me, asshole. Tell me it's going to be okay. That's so funny. But they don't know that's what you're screaming inside your head. And it's very stressful. And I was just like, eventually, like, I had some friend. I had a friend did it. And he, you know, he was not primed to do anything that fucked up. And he, like, he kind of did, like, a somersault off this couch. And luckily, me and my buddy were there. And we kind of, like, sprung into action. Luckily, he did not hit the corner of his, like, marble coffee table. Jesus. That could have been bad, but, like, I think I put my hand over there. It was me and Greg. Oh. (laughs) And so we see our buddy Zach do it, and we're just like, oh, he's flipping the fuck out. And so Greg's kind of, like, you know, bigger than me, so he's kind of, like, got him pinned down a little bit. And I, like, make sure he doesn't, you know, make any frantic movements and, you know, know, start gushing blood from his head or anything. So I'm like, I cover that. He pins him down. I'm just like... It's okay. It'll be gone. It'll be gone. And like, you know, just give it some time. Yeah. You'll be back to normal. <laughs> oh my God. Jesus. It's almost like Salvia is just kind of like, I went through this. So you must too. It's like a shot of Malort. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> just... I brought that up the other day. Oh, liquidified rubber bands. Oh, oh man. Um, is, so that, I, how do, I, is that how you describe it? No, I describe, oh, okay. I describe it as lawn clipping soaked in kerosene. Huh. Okay. This is good. That earthy kind of flavor to it I, I, I immediately go to rubber bands it's like the way like you open up a bag of rubber yeah, bands that, yeah I know that that's smell. Smell. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I feel like they got that that color your, your basic rubber band tan and just boiling them down into a liquid and converted it into alcohol there's a strong chance we're both right okay they, they, they do just liquefy rubber bands for some of them and then for some of them they uh, they just soak lawn clippings in kerosene oh. 
So there's these uh, comics, ran a show in Denton, that they would make us do, not make, but uh, I always did, because I'm like, I'll try something new. They're like, we, we, before the show, we do shots of a war. Mm. And I was just like, I'll try anything. <laughs> and oh. I was just like, I was like, what is wrong with you guys? I'm like, is this a Denton thing? Do you guys really, are you that spoiled to where you're just like, it's fun to do awful shots of well, liquor. So the, the other, the, um, it's, the first time I had, I've heard about it for forever. Um, this band we, we played with one time, Archie Powell and the Exports, they had, um, they had a song that's very big in Chicago. I, I can't remember the name of it now, but it's all about Jepsum's Malort. That's right. It's from Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I've always been fascinated with it and always wanted it. And Susie, when she went to Chicago, I was like, bring me back a bottle of Malort. <laughs> and she, she's like, I looked everywhere and they didn't have it. I know you're lying. Apparently Susie. it's a I joke. Know. They're playing on the rest of the I country. I know you're lying. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyway, so we had it at, um, oh, it's a bar in Dallas. I think it's, oh, the Trade Wind Social Club mm. since closed down. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, they had it because they were a Chicago bar, I guess. Oh, so they okay. would, you know, play Cubs games or White Sox. I don't know, whatever. They play Chicago sports. But um, anyway, they had it. So I was like, oh, fuck, we got to try it. So the whole band did it. Um, and I, I figured out that the, the first shot is terrible. The second shot is better than the first, and the third shot is worse than the first. Whoa! That's my okay. that's my Malort theory. Huh? Um, but also, there's another like Malort's kind of sister. I don't know if you've ever had Frenette Bronca. No. It's also a, a floral um, spirit, I guess. Um, I've heard it described as tasting like coffin juice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so um, it's it's a little better. It's different, but it's a little better than Malort, I think. But um, there's a bar in San Antonio that we played at um, right before the pandemic that they would do Frolort shots. So it's oh. ha- half Malort, half Frenette Branca, and they were they were out of the Malort at the time, but they had the Frenette, so we just did shots of Frenette, which is I don't know. I still want to try a Frolort, but oh, why is there just not enough? You don't have enough I, going on, Joe. I, just, <laughs> I like I like shitty. <laughs> There's plenty of shitty local yeah, uh, alcohols. I, I'm a I'm a very big fan of regional hooch. Like I mean, I'll try it. Give me your yeah. grossest fucking raka, and I will I will drink it. And I'm a very big fan of shitty regional beers. Like my grandpa mm. drank Olympia his entire life. Um, Olympia. I don't think I've heard of that. Yeah, from the northwest. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so like Olympia and Rainier, those are like my beer. You know, my beers. If I could buy Pearl still in the Metroplex, that's what I would drink. I don't think I've heard of Pearl. It's a Texas beer that's um, okay of that that kind of low caliber of uh, just just drinking just drink a day beer. Okay, but not your fancy like craft beer craft. No, you know, craft brewery. No, no, no. And I can appreciate we really that stuff. put love. You know, in the same here's way, our Instagram of when we made it. You know. In the same way that I can appreciate jazz, you know, I'm like that's good. It took a lot of talent. I love it. It was great. I'm glad you're making it. Um, but I like Fu Manchu. I'm gonna get drunk yeah. and cheap here. <laughs> I smoke weed. I just, yeah, give, give me some pearl. I like it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure that you've got twenty thousand. Fucking whatever those bitter units that they measure beer by are, and um, oh yeah, that's uh, interne- I- IBUs or whatever international. IB, I was about to say BTU. I was thinking BTU. I was like, is it for- British thermal? No, yeah, that's personal. <laughs> um, but uh, like, I get it, and I, I like it, and I I won't begrudge anybody that. But at the end of the day, just give me a 
fucking Lone Star, man. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what I need. But if you do get booked at a brewery, you, oh, you will play and you know, take the free beers that come and my, with it. My, and we've played um, RAR before. And my favorite beer from RAR was <laughs> Adios Pantalones, which is just like a oh, no, I like basic that, yeah. bitch ma- like, um, Mexican lager. <laughs> I prefer their, the Texas Red I like. And, uh, this is getting a little too fancy for me, man. I, I like an amber. That's uh, yeah. only beers. Uh, me and a girl called Amber. Just, you know, <laughs> my like, sister's name's Amber, actually. Mm, there you go. She's Never met her. <laughs> that is a stigmatized girl's name, though. It is. That uh, Crystal, Courtney, Amber. <laughs> you're just like, because it's like, oh, you're you're crazy and or stripper. And it's just like, oh, there's and, plenty of those. It's like they're the Chads, like Chad. Of and, course, uh, yeah. Uh, any of your modern... Like, what's, what's funny is your modern, like, super white names are also, <laughs> are also, yes, that's, uh, there are some, though, that are also, like, you probably did play select baseball, and <laughs> maybe you might be a pro, like Colton. Yeah. <laughs> There's plenty of those. Uh, I did, at, I, I met a guy the other day, I was looked at his ID, I was just like, I got a question. Do you ever play baseball? And he was just like, it's not like his name was familiar. He just had a fucking baseball ass name. And he was just like, no, I was just like, uh, he used to seem like a baseball player. I'm like, and DF, for context, DFW pumps out some baseball players oh, in the dude. world. And, but yeah, your Braylons, I don't think I've made that yet, but there's definitely like Colt. Yeah. Just Colt or Colton. That, yeah. that's, that's in there. And it's definitely a baseball player's name. Oh, my, my 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 sister Amber. She has a her um her husband's very he played. Well, she, my sister played soccer in college, and her husband also played soccer in college. But I think they're kind of steering the kids maybe towards baseball. So her her youngest son, he's like my daughter's age. Um, so she's like eighteen months or or less. But um, his name is Colt. Um, so Colt Crow. Like yeah, you gonna play baseball? Oh God, yeah. <laughs> He's going to play baseball or pedal steel. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Could be both. And then Eric Nadell can talk about it. There you go. This prospect's actually in a band I've seen a few times before at the Kessler Theater. (laughs) He's a fucking wicked pedal steel and he can knock the shit out of (laughs) high outside fastball. Yeah, he can hit a breaking ball too. All right, man. Uh, I'm... I'm going to wrap this shit up, I guess. All right. Well, I can you gotta, bullshit with you forever. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We just don't need to record all yeah. of it. That's fine. <laughs> uh, best, some things are uh, best not recorded. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> although I do, like, I want to, like, I get why a podcast might do might do that, but I also fucking hate when a podcast is like, oh, uh, like, they, they get, like, the person talking is just kind of like, they, they get close to something they realize they shouldn't say mm-hmm. and they're like but like they get too close and it's just kind of like oh what the fuck are you gonna say man drop the name and it's just like dude I, listen I don't to- I don't mind them saying like oh that's a story I can't get into because they, they didn't tease you and yeah. it's just kind of like oh okay or you, you see that in private life where it's just kind of like <laughs> oh, okay you can't tell anybody it's like got it but I hate when they get too specific but not specific enough and they're like mm. dude there's this um this engineering podcast i listen to called gear club it's um john and yellow who he did like a bunch of um like sonic youth and dinosaur jr records oh, okay. and he's a very big famous producer and then Stuart lerman who um he's also a pretty big producer but he does like a lot more music for tv shows like he was on the um uh what's that fucking something boulevard show the 1920s 
Oh, uh, Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. <laughs> so I've seen that. Really good. So yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, he he does uh, a lot of the music for that. Anyway, I was about to say, Queen, you mean Queens Boulevard, the movie Vincent Chase was in in Entourage, but <laughs> no, <laughs> that's a movie within a TV show, and that's not what you were talking no. about. Um, I just know this information. But, so um, they had this uh, this guest on who um, I can't remember his name, but he did like. Um, Led Zeppelin three and um, like a bunch of ZZ Top records and he was um, he was talking shit about a producer or maybe it was maybe another dude um, and so like he's like yeah blah 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 did this and it said his name but so then they like you hear like a you know where they like reversed oh, yeah. it out and I was like well I don't fucking work in a recording studio so I just took my phone and jacked it into the um, into my you know my system um, recorded in the Pro Tools and then reversed it. Oh. And I'm there, and Rebecca was with me when we were doing this. I was like, oh, this is going to be good. I'm going to get this motherfucker's name. And it just goes, Paul is dead. <laughs> and so the dude who recorded the podcast oh. went back and just did that fucking Paul is dead from the Beatles, right? Or whatever. Wow. Reversed it, threw it over there. So it was a joke for... That's so good. Me, I guess. Yeah. And no, that's, <laughs> like, that's I was, the best shit. Oh my God. It was, um, that I is amazing. I can't remember what the other, it was like Paul is uh, dead and then like we miss him. Because well, they know their audience. Like that's yeah. the thing. Because it's like, I'm not going to stumble upon that. I'm not, probably not going to listen to it just because I'm like, I don't, I, mean, yeah. I never got that far down the liner notes. Like uh, if I knew someone, like uh, the guitarist of Converge, I just happen to know he records a lot of like, bands that i like but also because he's also a musician in a band I like. yeah but oh man that it is was i mean it was awesome i mean just because i was like I, I there was part of me that knew that there's no way these guys who were professional would let audience, that slip of course yeah. not oh, yeah, yeah. um but like i've done that before they knew what they're doing before they started a podcast yeah <laughs> yeah which yeah. is like all right that was easy um but like when i was recording the funky town podcast there'd be times where somebody's like ah oh, you know i want that name bleeped and i'm just lazy so i just highlight that name and then hit reverse and as long as it's not something real basic like Joe, you yeah. know, like you can't, you can't tell, you know, like, um, yeah. and so it's fine. And, you know, nobody thought anything of it. So I thought that they were just being lazy like me, ah, but no, they actually took oh, the fucking man. effort. And when I, as soon as I heard Paul is dead, I was like, God damn it. <laughs> so, but yeah. Oh. I, I would have messaged him. I did. Like, did you just be like, Paul is dead or something? I, well, so like uh, they have an Instagram post um, where it's like, you know, like this this week's episode or this month's episode yeah, yeah. or whatever. And so there's like two other engineers coming on there. Oh, great episode, great stories. And so I said, wrote, it's like, great episode. Paul is dead with like the you know, uh, winky emoji yeah. or whatever. Nice. Oh, that's so good. That's, damn it. That's, yeah, I know, I know. And, no. But yeah, fuck it. You can do it. I yeah. mean, it's a popular podcast among audio engineers, which is a, a ponytail clad group of folks. I don't think you got to worry about like, all up in your shit. So. <laughs> well, if there gets to that, then uh, that, uh, that person will, what, what I'll do if that, if I ever come across something like that, I'll be like, well, I don't know. I barely know what I'm doing. I do literally so few steps to get this from here to on the internet. I'll be like, uh, what, what we can do is you can Venmo my buddy Joe Tacky, <laughs> and he can, I'll send, I'll send the, the wave or MP3, however, you know, I'll send it both. I'll send the wave. I'll send the file to him. 
<laughs> he can fix your fuck up. <laughs> no. He can help you not destroy your life. Or you can pay me just to not release the episode. <laughs> These Either are your options. Joe's probably cheaper. I can still upload this. I but, do. Uh, Something like that. Fucking, as long as you got the time mark, give me, give me, oh, tw- give me 20 bucks. Never know. As long, <laughs> hey, if I'm with somebody and we're comfortable enough and you know, I bring enough beers or what, <laughs> they get a little too loose lips. We could, oh. we could run a whole scam, man. Oh. Just start getting these guests drunk enough to... Like, and then we can blackmail them. Talking yeah. out of school and be like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's reported. Like, That's how blackmail works. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> I get it. You know, the trail won't do good. I almost thought it involved... Do, do you want a woman, too? We have some women. <laughs> <laughs> the old honeypot. Like, oh, that's... Oh, wait. That's the way the big boys do it. Oh, okay. We don't need to do that. <laughs> but until then, uh, until we have our excellent blackmail scheme going on, uh, until then, you can you can see Joe and uh, you, can, you can have him record your band. I would love to uh, record your band. Or, so, wait. And do you... You're not a producer. There's I, I, engineers and producers. I don't know the difference. There used to be a more distinct difference between the two okay. things. But so an engineer just knows how to run the equipment and run it well, you know, and like mm. where to put microphones and achieve the sound that's desired. Yeah. A producer goes, hey, wouldn't it be better if you played this chorus halftime? They or, fuck with the song or like, structure. Yeah, what if we added a, you know, like, what if we added a horn section here? So they, yeah. they, they mess with arrangements, general sound and all that. Nowadays, um, it's pretty common to be both engineer and producer. Back in the day, those would be two very distinct jobs. Like but. Phil Spector was the, like the producer. Yeah, he right? was a producer. I, I saw a thing about him and just kind of like. And he he, he would you know Phil Spector knew enough you know like he knew his way around the studio to be an engineer, but he was at the point where he he had somebody else doing the kind of the grunty work while he's yeah. writing out charts and engineer you know, way more technical producer. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, and they're really, you I, know, I figured I'd ask a professional. <laughs> yeah, and so that's what it is nowadays. You just yeah. kind of wear both hats for the most part. And then gotcha. there'll be bands that I record, and then they're like, I want it to be this way, I want it to be this way, I want it to be this way, and I just, I record it, and I'm just the engineer, and, you know, the credit just is engineered by it. But then there's other bands that were like, how would you do this, and what do you, what do you think we should do here? And then I'll say, okay, well, I think we should add a horn section here, and I think we should cut this, you know, this line out here, and this, and then, then I'm a producer. But, yeah. So you just force every band to be a ska band. I would do the Pretty same much, thing. Pretty much, yeah. You ever thought about adding a horn section? <laughs> We're a death metal band, Weird. but have you thought about adding a horn section? What, what, how, what are your thoughts on picking things up? <laughs> what, if, what if right here, you just said, pick it up like three times really fast? Oh, mm, mm, have you thought oh. about that? Uh, okay. That guy's time I've been positive about things. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of fun. Might sell some records. You guys are a little doom and gloomy. You know, well, we are, we're a doom band. What do you expect? Have you thought about adding a horn section? <laughs> Cut that solo in two parts in the horn section. The there middle. you go. Uh, You're well on your way to being a producer. Star. I don't know. All right, man. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been. Uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, check out other episodes of the podcast. Uh, I do those too. And future ones. As long as check I Check out the future. Thank you. Yeah, check out the future, guys. It's awesome. <laughs>